What's up, everyone? This is the Comic Vine podcast for the week of August 3rd. <laughs> right. August 3rd. Summer is almost over. And we have the sweet sound of James Robinson's voice. Hello, everybody. It's wonderful to be here. Today. Mm-hmm. Welcome, James. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. That's good. Uh, we also have our editor-in-chief, Tony Guerrero, who's uh, on, on all the computers over there. <laughs> Too many computers. Too many computers. And Corey's also here. He's what joining us today. Y'all. So let's jump right into comics because we're starting this podcast a little bit late. Um, and why are we starting it late? Because uh, I was late because oh. I had a last minute thing came in that I had to get done work-wise from DC. So I apologize. <laughs> are you going to talk about what it was? Uh, it was exclusive? I can't, exclusive break? I can't talk about it yet because it's too soon, but it's something that will get everyone very excited, hopefully, in the near future. Okay. And, and uh, I will tell you first if it all becomes a little bit more concrete. You're going to write the concrete? Concrete's I, going to DC? I'm not going to write concrete. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then let's talk about another book that you are writing that you can talk about called Earth 2. Can I just say that, uh, did you see what happened on Wednesday? Uh, the devil was ice skating with a big fur coat on. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because hell froze over because I, I got five stars. <gasps> Sarah. Everyone, da-da, please. Da-da, da-da, da-da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause for James. Finally got five stars. Woo! And you know what's funny? Th- th- this is actually an interesting story because um, w- I actually spoke to James because you called. Yes, I me. called right before you were going As to- I was opening the first page of Earth 2 to review it on Wednesday morning. Yes. And then what did you say to me? I said that I felt I could do better. Yes. Hmm. Now, and I said, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> and then what else did I say? I said- Often, when you don't like your work that much, I've liked your work more. I see. Yes. Which is which is interesting. Yes. But is that is that true for everything? Like, what do you think about your work on the shade? Because Sarah's been loving that. I have to say, I'm, I'm quite proud of that. It's it's that with team books. I mean, bear in mind that I wrote Wildcats, and that was you know quite successful. I've written you know Generation X and various things. But ever since Cry for Justice, and then, which no one really liked, uh, and then Justice League, which was just not firing at all the right cylinders, and I still think about the why of that and what mistakes I made, what 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 things were out of my control, which were like more editorial, and which things were just fate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very sensitive about this book that I want it to be really good, and I want it to feel like a a great team book, and so I think I'm. And also, bear in mind, by the time I get it, I I got my comps maybe two days before on, like, Monday. I've read that book 20, 30 times. There was still a typo. Someone pointed out a typo. Mm -hmm. I can't believe there was a typo. But Mm -hmm. but, um, I read that book. (laughs) Who's your editor? uh, uh, Pat Pat, uh, McCallum. Stupid editor. Uh, He's a a pretty good editor. He's a very good editor. That's a different editor. But he, but he, um, what was I saying? Uh, I've read it so many times that I lose a lot of objectivity about it. And I, 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 and I just of, see the flaws. I like the typo, though. You like the typo? <laughs> well, it'll be, it, it'll, it won't be appearing in the collection, I'll tell you that. How's the hell this happening? <laughs> yes. I know. No, that's, uh, that was just bad. That's okay. So I have a, I have a uh, 
a kind of silly question about this, and that is, uh, how do you picture Solomon Grundy's voice? Because thanks to the Super Friends, I think, I can't help but kind of hear him with this, like, proper Southern gentleman top quality to his voice. (laughs) Wow. I've never watched a Solomon Grundy Super Friends episode. Well, he sounded more like a like a hick in that, but since he doesn't look the part in this, I kind of upgraded. Well, you, yeah, you made him sound like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> I um, was going for something a little bit more upper uh, uh, crust than that. Well, <laughs> I sort of see it's a sort of broken, raspy voice, like someone who's literally cracking open an old book in terms of their vocal cords. Like, like dust coming out of his so mouth. So it's, it's like broken and decayed and has this sort of f- sound of despair to it. Hmm. Um, like often, often though, uh, I, th- I think that's, um, kind of interesting because other, uh, comic appearances where I've read Grundy speak, he sounds, he just sounds stupid. Right. Like right. Where, <laughs> right. Whereas in, in this issue, he didn't. I went, f- I've gone through, like, if you remember, Star- well, no, you would <laughs> remember, remember Starman if you had read my, those, those omnibuses, but you never got around to them. Omnibuy. Mm-hmm. Omnibuy. Actually, Omnibus. you know what? I looked Omnibus. that up. I believe you can say it both ways. It's one of the few things you can, you okay. can say either, either way. I could be wrong, and someone will probably uh, correct me on with, with the comments after this podcast. But uh, <laughs> yes, so I actually – there was a whole arc of Starman where I dealt with the fact that, that Grundy has been very inconsistent, and sometimes he's been quite intelligent. I, I really like how you explain why there is the different versions, right. and that was that was really cool. And And for a while, he was just sort of like thuggish, and then – he became sort of intelligent in the Silver Age, and then Jeff Loeb just turned him into a complete like moron that just said "born on Monday" over and over again. And so, and then I had this new version of Grundy that was in Starman, and I decided to like make it all work and tie it, tie it together. So, and then obviously Brad Meltzer did that quite intelligent Grundy again that had this goofy idea about being immortal by dressing up in Red Tornado's armor, which was <laughs> dumb. Um, so eating Red Tornado, I believe. What's that? Well, it's just it's just like why you know what? If you don't want to get killed anymore. And you and you're rich enough to like hire villains and whatnot. Don't do that. Just retire to Switzerland and stay out of trouble. <laughs> I, you know that's what that's how you don't get killed anymore. Which, so, but anyway, that's another story. Um, so I felt that with that in mind, I had the the window of the the, the I, I was able to do whatever version of Grundy I wanted, especially as it was Earth Two and it was a, a new universe and everything else. But I thought long and hard about how stupid he was going to be or how smart he was going to be or how odd his 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 parlance was going to be. So um, so that's why he talks the way he does. Well, and, and it feels like you've really brought him into, like, the A-list, because I feel like a lot of times he has kind of been a B-lister or, like, relegated to to kind of lower status. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean of late, I mean, he was originally a, a, a Golden Age Green Lantern villain, mm-hmm. and he got kind of like, then he became a, a sort of a Justice League villain, and then he somehow got became part of... Uh, the, the Batman Rose Gallery, and it, I think maybe only because originally Alan Scott had had lived in Gotham City. He was the, oh, go- okay. the Golden Age, the Golden Age Gotham City uh, yeah. a hero. Hmm. So when he when he when he got to that point, he and he was this stupid figure. He was like he was like less interesting even than than uh, Killer Croc or, or Clayface. So I kind of wanted to. Um, you know, make him a big deal again, and, and you know, I'm trying to make all these villains big deals. I mean, sure. there's a, there's a reason why you probably won't be seeing like Icicle and and <laughs> and these characters that have better versions of themselves in Captain Cold or whoever on the main Earth, because I want to try and elevate whatever villains I have to like big big status on Earth on Earth too. And he did feel like 
threatening. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you wait. It's not even you wait. There's more, there's more to come. <laughs> who who designed his look? Uh, that was um, that was a uh, Brett Booth. Because that's that's pretty creepy. And I like the, the little little worms in a tongue and <laughs> yeah. skin decaying, like his brain kind of showing. Brett Booth designed him, uh, Hawk Girl, and the Atom. I do love Hawk Girl. Oh yeah, everyone Hawk everyone loves Hawk Girl. That new Hawk Girl, so cool. And it's interesting to all the blue because you don't really think of blue with Hawk Girl. So well, it's, it's her perfect. origin is it remains very Egyptian based, and a lot of their and he got this he put this thought this through and suggested it all. That staying with that in mind, using that blue as a as a as something that resonated from from ancient Egypt, mm-hmm. and it made sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it makes her different from any other prior version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like it. That's her, and her her helmet is also very Egyptian inspired. You know, it has a feel yeah. of a the yeah, hieroglyphics. A, yeah, you know. and the, the eye things. Yeah, whatever you call it, mascara, but not not Looks, mascara. Uh, but it, uh, Tony, could you hold it up for me a little bit? You know, she reminds me of. Uh, is it Horus? Like the the Horus, yes. Yeah, the um, Egyptian god of I don't know what, but also looks like a bird. A so bird we're going to learn a little bit more about her. Well, as we go along, she's there's a reason why I, I maybe I said this last month, but you, you're only ever going to get the thought the thought captions of Jay Garrick and for now at least Jay Garrick and um, Alan Scott, who are the kind of the the, the two extremes of the superheroes, one is young and inexperienced, and the other one, whilst not being experienced, the superhero is a very experienced man and very type A. Whereas if I get into her head, it will reveal too much about her, and I want her to remain a bit of a mystery for now, and then we're going to get to our origin in a little bit. Yeah. Remember we did Can't mention Can't wait this. until you start talking about Hawkman. What did it, Hawkman? What, what does that mean? I don't know. I was just trying to... To egg to, to <laughs> well, well, I mean, there isn't there isn't plans to be a Hawkman on Earth too, but I don't know if that might change at some point in the future. Only because um, they're doing a Hawk Girl on Earth Prime now, aren't they? <laughs> isn't isn't Liefeld doing one? Isn't that I, I don't, couldn't tell you. <laughs> no, isn't there some girl that he dreams about with red hair or something in the latest issue? Is there? Isn't there? In the latest issue? Yeah, that would mean we read it. I glanced. I haven't read it. Did anyone read Liefeld's Hawkman? I, I've glanced through it. It's, is, it. is that right, or did I did I imagine that? No, I, I <laughs> you couldn't have tell dreamed you. about Hawkman dreaming. I don't know. I haven't yeah, read I the la- latest issue. Because it, it was all an action issue, so if it was, it wasn't. Oh uh, well, issue. I mean, it isn't that I'm revealing stuff because <laughs> I don't know anything about what what that book is, what they're doing with that book. I thought I, I saw that somewhere that he <laughs> was dreaming even... about, or it shows you that I don't read Hawkman, doesn't it? But <laughs> I don't read. I I don't think none of us. You're in good company. I. I thought there was some thing where he he was dreaming of, or he saw this girl, or was dreaming of this girl with red hair, and it was leading up to something. But I don't, I, I, I I'm not saying there is or there isn't going to be a. This is where things get problematic. Well, well, I mean, maybe <laughs> because I you never because, say never. I mean, well, yeah. yeah, but I don't know what they're doing. I just got the feeling that's what they were doing. So I'm saying never say never with 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 Earth Two as well. Maybe one day we'll see. But yeah, because because right now they've told they've unofficially told you like if characters exist. And the regular Earth and your Earth, you're not going to have the duplicate characters. That's one of the things you said. It's cut off now. I kind of squeezed in the atom. I got Mm -hmm. got him in under the radar. But uh, that's it. Yeah. And they could always change it. I mean, that's what they're saying. That's what they're telling you now. But two months from now, five months from now, they may say, well, we're going to bring someone else over. Yes. I mean, that's the the thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're worried about readers being confused. But if they find that readers aren't confused, maybe they'll change their mind. Absolutely. That was my argument about... Earth 2 in the beginning. I don't know if you saw the article yeah. I, I wrote where I was like, 
DC is trying to do New 52, trying to bring in all these new readers, and then they're going to say, here's an alternate Earth. I mean, that was before we knew that we weren't going to have these duplicate characters. I, I thought, okay, we're going to have like another Earth with the Just Society and like other, you know, Earth 2 Batman, you know, and like all those Earth 2 stories that yeah. we saw. Well, they're done. But if you think about even in the Silver Age, there really was only the Atom, Hawkman, Green Lantern, and the Flash that were the duplicates. Yeah. There but, weren't but, any others. Well, there is there is those – the crossover stories in Justice League where you, we saw Earth 2 Batman – when he became the commissioner, we knew he had a daughter. Oh, there we was saw those. Ro- yes, Robin yes, yes. became Batman. So there, there's a, like a couple stories where we saw these d- duplicate characters and saw like their alternate histories. And I was thinking, that, while those stories, I thought they were really cool. It was you know really you know to see the different takes and everything. I thought that like if if that was the plan DC was taking and they're trying to bring in all these new readers, I was like that's going to confuse the hell out of people. So it, I think it's I take back all my whatever critiques on on the idea of earth to be if they're saying we're not going to have to do because because i think that's what you need to do right now but then maybe in a few months still yeah we'll, we'll see we'll yeah. see all right um did you read hawkman i you mean i Hawk- i Hawk- was i was unfortunately not able to get the comic book store um but i'd love to look at it now it's it's, so it's really yeah, good I've heard, <laughs> I, I I was excited about it. I haven't heard a bad word about this book from anybody. I I mean, because you <laughs> you you're a fan of Immortal Iron Fist, right? Oh yeah. And you know, so I keep bringing that. And, and yeah, someone pointed out it's like, well, Brubaker was writing that too. It's like, yeah, I mean, it was Brubaker and Fraction, but and then David Aja, who's, I mean, and I mean this as a compliment. Trying, he's trying really hard to do Mazzuchelli Batman Year One, isn't he? Here, it, it was. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's good because yeah, yeah, yeah we, I, get, we, I get that feel. It, it's it's. It does, this book right here, this issue, didn't feel like a superhero book because you know he he's not even wearing his costume you know, except for like on on the first page. But there's always like a hint of purple like throughout. So I I just I thought that was brilliant. Also, Barton really gets his butt kicked from like one end of this comic to the other. Which is what what I said. So there's a, a avenging Spider-Man issue a few months back, where it's a Hawkeye and Spider-Man, and Hawkeye was just like constantly throughout. Always practicing, always you know trying to hit yeah, the target. I remember that issue because he's he's like you know I don't have any powers and I have to compete yeah. with you know Iron Man and his tech and Super Soldier Serum and and Thor being a god, which was kind of cool that he was always practicing. But I felt that it was like he was overcompensating, and and to me it just felt it was too much because Hawkeye. I mean he's led the Avengers. You know he had he's had the West Coast Avengers. Thunderbolts he, took over the Thunderbolts and all that. So I mean this is a guy he he's not lacking confidence, and you know and he's been a hit with the ladies as well so he's got the thing is when you're coming up with a character you um you uh oh sorry not when you're coming up with a character when you're given a character for like one issue and you have to think how can i make this character interesting you know sometimes you go oh what's the thing about hawkeye and and then you know for that one issue it worked but if you look at the bigger picture of hawkeye you're, you're right with what you say that it kind of by demystifying him it took something special away from who he yeah. was. Yeah. So, and and then even at the end, you know, he, he didn't make that shot. Didn't make that and shot. And he's like, right. yeah, Spider-Man is like, make it. And Spider-Man lied. And he's like, yeah, you did. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, I thought that kind of took away. So here I, I loved it at very like beginning, he gets beat to hell. And, and so you see that, you know, he's not a perfect, you know, he is human. He can get hurt. You oh, know. Melee has never been his specialty. He's, you know, he's a long range guy. And in all of these, he keeps getting into yeah. fist fights. So, so, I mean, it, it was... I, I also loved, we're going away from here, but you know how he does nail every girl in the DC universe? Mm-hmm. 
I love the fact that he had sex with Wanda, and then you find out that it was it was a robot mm-hmm. yeah. in Avengers. Yeah. That was that, I just so enjoyed unusual. that. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, "What? <laughs> oh no!" Yeah. So that, that was pretty funny. It's like uh, that's that's just kind of creepy. Why do you, why do you enjoy that? Well, because it's nice to sometimes see the guy T- that gets with the girls not get the girl for once. <laughs> get the robot. Instead. Yeah, get the robot instead. Yes. <laughs> Creepy. You think he wouldn't notice? I mean, that's probably a they're well life made. model decoys. Well, there you go. So I guess Which means that there was there was somebody who had the job of making certain parts of of his or of, of that person's anatomy absolutely realistic. But yep. but they have to use their imagination unless. Oh, we are going into weird you know, territory. It's like, well, I'm going to assume their imagination. Well, for the cer- certain um. Unless they had intimate knowledge. Yeah, no, if you were, wait, I don't understand. Well, well, no, no. There, there's some, some variation in, in, in presentation and design. And yeah, but if you, were, if you got gynecologists in, you could do that. Well, I guess and, if, and if, like you know, vaginal plastic surgeons or penile specialists or whatnot. But you'd have to have you'd have to have access to Wanda's gynecologist. Yeah, but who's willing to no, break no, their, that their, implies their, that their he's oath. seen he's seen. Uh, her equipment Guys, before. maybe it was just really dark. No, I'm, okay. I'm saying whoever made her <laughs> there so has to have that. I'm not saying Hawkeye would, would really know the difference. Dark in that yes, room. but how do you know? Well, how do you know you that he's not? He's not. Hang on. Let's just turn their mics off. <laughs> how do you know that? Like, it's not. I mean, if you're creating the model decoy of Wanda, or that it was not what about decoy anyway. It was a it was a Doom one, a Doom robot, a Doom bot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yes. So it was. It's like I'm going to do a nice looking vagina. I don't know if it's like Wanda's, but unless you've been intimate with her prior, you're never going to know. I know that, that's what I'm, I, that's what I'm that's saying. What, Someone used their imagination unless uh, they have prior knowledge to her her bits. Right. You know, they, they had to say, well, I'm going to assume it looks like this. Yes. So that, that's all I'm saying. Someone right. get vision on the line. He'll <laughs> so, know the difference. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Not, see, so, hey, that's, that would work. So vision and uh, the, the Doombot Wanda, that would be a match made in... in in, in heaven, in robot, heaven. robot heaven, yes, <laughs> yeah. it would. That would make more sense, and that I thought that was always weird. Wanda and Vision. It's like okay, he had. I, you know what I really like? The fact that they've changed Hawkeye's costume. <laughs> Just Getting suit, us back on uh, track. Wait, what, what's going on here? No, she. Well, she doesn't. She, sex makes Sarah uncomfortable. So you have to you have to talk about things that don't make her uncomfortable. No, like robot like sex clothing. Makes Sarah uncomfortable because <laughs> it's weird, James. No, it isn't. What's weird about it? Robot sex. Really? I would, if really? I, I would happily have gone off to the, to the woods with Sean Young in Blade Runner, knowing she was a replicant. Spoilers! <laughs> oh, to hell with that! Everyone see <laughs> yeah, thirty-year right spoilers. <laughs> but, but, but I would happily have done that. So there, I agree. All right. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I wonder if there. I'm, I'm trying to think if there, there was an issue where someone was like selling like life model decoy, like or not necessarily life model decoy, like official shield. Versions. Well, I what's, think something what's interesting like is Magipur that in somewhere. Secret Avengers at the moment, they have this whole thing where there's this this group of, mm-hmm. of like artificial people. Yeah. And some of them that get revived have what well, one of them I believe had like a, a marriage. So they're they're like and you know they're they're having sex with humans and well, stuff like that. The same with Vision and Scarlet Witch. Guys, this is the future. <laughs> Future is now. I've seen the future, brother. Yes, but this is what it but, looks like. but this is the thing about the vision is that she he was he was originally and they go back and forth in terms of in terms of depending on who the writer is. But he was a synthenoid, as I recall, mm-hmm. not an android. Mm-hmm. So he had like 
artificial sinew. I mean, obviously, there was like mechanics in there, but there was a lot of artificial sinews and stuff like that. So having a artificial but working penis that filled with fluid in the way that an erect penis fills with blood. What's what's why? What, what's so funny? I love this. Did you not know that that's what happened? You know, jeez. I went to Catholic school. This so is all new to me. Having that would completely work. You could you could do that if you chose to. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make visions stuff. Pee pee. You know, but also like the Human Torch. You know, the Human Torch mm-hmm. is is a, is a symphonoid too. One, yeah. So in theory, he could and he could uh, get erections or whatnot. So I guess that's the question. When when they're de- the the designer, it's like how how generous do they want to be when they're working on that area? Well, you, well, are they growing it? You know, like if you clone, you know, like if you clone, you know, in theory, in science fiction, when you clone a human, it sort of becomes. You know, like a, like in Aliens, where there's millions of Rip- Ripley's. You know, mm-hmm. if you do that, do you even have a say in it, or does it just kind of like synth- synthetically form a, hu- a human man, and there's all the the genitalia that would be a part of that? Well, if you're cloning, mm-hmm. then it would be whoever it's based. Well, not on. the clone. I'm saying, but is it the same? Does it do the same thing where it kind of forms itself, or is there a guy that goes, "Okay, Eddie, you got to get in there and put the balls and cock on"? <laughs> you know, which one is it? And then, <laughs> and, I'm gonna go with the first age. one. And then, and then someone's like, "This one gets the short end of this." Yeah, oh, the, yeah, the genetic stick, stick. <laughs> as it were. Sorry, sorry, Charlie five six eight nine yeah. dash two. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, you always have to lower the tone of the conversation, don't you? It's not me. Oh, you're the <laughs> one who brought it up. So anyway, you're, Hawkeye, you're like, you brought up Wanda. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> a, a great book, a mechanical uh, vagina. I also like the costume and the fact that they've decided to make it more like the movie. Yeah, I say I don't like that. You don't like that? Can I can I can I say that I don't normally criticize other people? Oh, I guess I do. I (laughs) I I actually am very disappointed with this new Captain America redesign. Yeah, I I I think it it takes away from the magic of that. You know, making him just like seem like a normal guy. Mm -hmm. I understand that that is going to be very easy to turn into a movie costume. But it just, I don't know, the magic has gone somehow. Yeah. I do like with the Hawkeye's costume that they added the purple here. Because before, I think it was just red. I don't know if there was, was I know it was red in Ultimate. Yeah. But I don't know if in regular, I can't remember. I don't think it was in regular. I think it's always been purple. I like the regular. purple here. And I like that he has a purple tie. Because I bought a purple tie before San Diego. And I bought it before I read this issue. So That's why you why I'm, you like it? I'm glad that I bought it before I read this issue because now it's not like I bought the tie now because of this. Now you started a trend. Now you yeah. want to be Clint Barton. I, I, uh, there's, I'm not sure. I don't think this is a spoiler. Is it a spoiler? Um, I, I, like, <laughs> I like what he's wearing in this issue. I think it's very ballsy that, that, that what he's wearing in this issue. That's not a spoiler. Okay. He doesn't wear his costume at all in this issue. Yeah. And and that's that, what I said. It's not really a superhero issue, field. That's not something that you see very often. Yeah, it's not at all what you see very often. Yeah. And and I, I think that's the that's kind of the focus of the book. It's supposed to take place in the seedy underbelly of the oh, yeah. Marvel also, universe. It's supposed to. I mean, I mean, within the first few panels, he says something about how this book is going to be, or the first page. It's like this is what Clint does um, on his days. Yeah, when he's uh, not with the Avengers, the Secret not, Avengers. Yeah, when he's Kate, not working with the Kate Avengers. Bishop was supposed to be in this issue. She was in a solicit, but she's not in this issue. She's going to be in issue two, according to the preview. Who's Kate Bishop? The young Avengers young Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, oh, oh. So he's going to yeah. kind of take her un- under his wing and some people are like oh when they gonna hook up it's like come on well that's <laughs> the well well also the thing when you write books is if you have two characters show any kind of friendliness towards each other of of the, of the opposite sex you immediately oh there's going to be a relationship that's it, because the yeah. readers readers assume that and it's yeah. people like you and to they say start making tumblr accounts where they're like <laughs> 
they're like, oh, and then they start merging pictures. And then the fan and, art comes up. And, oh, then, really? and then the gifts begin, and then you just all... And then it all ends with the fan fiction. The but fan fiction. I seem to recall someone saying that all um, team members that work together have to get it on before... The, to get it out of the way so they know what, so it's not like a distraction to say. I don't know that I said that you did say it you totally said when that did I say you're that? like, like oh yeah they're all, they're all, said it to you're all sleeping together that, I, yeah, I think I was joking in that in like that, all the X-Men slept wait, with each other just get it out of the way I, I didn't say they get out of the way but they, there is this like musical beds that occurs in like books like the X Men, where you this is what I said it's is that Gambit's is that people fault, people <laughs> but pe- people have sex and then they move on, but they're still working together and all that weirdness of like this this team where everyone's basically you know the whole and thing then, about you've had sex with everybody that they've had sex with. That, but that's, they're like, but they're kind of normal about it, you know, because well, like sometimes when when you sleep with someone and then you're working with them, then it gets all weird. It doesn't always get weird in the X Men books. Well, that's my point. It, it and it should get weird, and it never does. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to get weird. Well, it, 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 it I don't know. I think, it, but it, but it's also like the, on the other hand, if if you have someone that has an attraction to someone else, mm-hmm. and then they're like in the middle of a mission, and they're like, oh, I wonder. It's 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 like that's that's what you were getting at. It's like you you do it. And that way, it's it's not a thought, it's not a concern, it's over and done with. You know what? I think I, I don't think what so, I said. I don't know that like, I said this. I think you've taken things I said yeah, and, and, then, and, the then last on, if, and then gone if, on. Listen, it's recorded. It's on the podcast. Like, what if what if that's like a Pandora's box where you do it once and then it's like, oh, f- screw this mission. I'd rather screw you. And then it's just like goes all out of control. <laughs> well, then that can also happen. And then it becomes this huge distraction. I don't know. I just think that if if there's there's tension and if you're distracted in the middle of a mission. You have work to do, and you're just wondering what would it be like to get it on with the other person. Yes. And then you do, and then you. But then, decide then but not then you know. But then you like, 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 <laughs> For uh, days. you know, you know, no, because it, it, it was. This is what I always saw, like when I was teaching high school. I mean, not not the, the sexual sex, sexual part, <laughs> but when when you'd see the kids get a crush on someone else, and you know they're too afraid to say anything. And, you know, I saw this like when I was in high school with friends, you know, they, they never wanted to say the other person because they were, they were scared. They didn't want to get the rejection. So what they do, they, they build us up and in their heads are like, oh, I, I really I'm in love with this person. I like so much because they build up this huge scenario in their head versus if they actually knew what it was like to be not necessarily in a, in a sexual way. But if, if they knew what the other person was like, just dating them, then they might be like, this isn't they that big of a deal. Like, yeah, but it's, it's not that great. It's that unknown. All. That mm-hmm. just builds up in the scenarios and fantasies or whatever, and then you 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 build up in this huge thing. So, and then having a, a little rendezvous could be the same way, where you're like, oh, this this could be the best thing ever. But then when you actually do it, it's like, eh, that was all right. Yeah, and then or, you move on. Or it can be like, wow, that was the best thing right. I've ever yeah. done what in about my the life. Other side of the coin? And then you'll say, I wonder if they have a secondary mutation. To- but. <laughs> To, to do I think it's time to move on to the next comic. Robot. Yeah, this is a bit, we've only got one comic so far. So what's no, we've got comic? two comics. No, well, the, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. What's the next comic then? Out of this, out of this, there's two things that that have exploded out of this. Two characters. There's Ivan the landlord. Oh my god, I love it. Who, he, oh, he says bro. bro all the time. I love him, bro. <laughs> he's, he's got his own Twitter account now that's really? been going everywhere. It's what is it, Ivan or is it uh, landlord, landlord, bro? landlord bro? Landlord bro. Landlord wow. bro, and it's, it's crazy. Oh, and there's also really one funny. for for Pizza Dog. Pizza well, dog. this is the, the, the dog in this. There's yeah. a dog in there. Yeah, yeah the dog in there. The loves bad because Matt it's Matt, so Matt Fraction cute. was was giving all these facts about Pizza Dog, and his mom was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's da, 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 da. other things that were better than that. But, 
but yeah, so it's, um, yeah, so look up, um, landlord bro. And I, I don't know if it's, I think it's pizza underscore dog. <laughs> so people with a lot, I, I don't know how I feel about fake Twitter accounts. I don't, I, I don't, think, I think they can be funny. Like yeah. if they're funny, they're cool. You know, I don't know. Like, like when like God, goddamn Batman, hobo I, dark I, side. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. See, I didn't jump onto the hobo dark side. I thought it was because I, I never read the tweets. I never followed hobo dark side. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like one of those things where if, if, if you try hyping something up to me, like tell me this is the best thing ever. This is the best movie. This is so funny. Then I'm going to be like, Stay away you know, from then that. I don't really want to, you know, and especially if if I like, well, I know what you normally like, and I I don't agree with that, so I'm not going to check. I'm not talking about you specifically, sure. even though I'm looking right at you, <laughs> looking at you between all the, the the machinery in between us, still managing um, eye contact. But yeah, so I I never I never read um Hobo Dark Side stuff, but it I know was, everyone's it was talking. funny. And it was then there's funny. there's there's yeah. goddamn Batman. I mean, I think that the but whoever made uh, the duplicate Hobo Dark Side account oh, was not that funny. Uh, you mean the Hobo Matt Fraction? Yeah, I yeah. thought didn't that come out? Isn't that public knowledge? Who was Hobo no, no. Fraction? It, it, what what happened was there was Hobo Darkseed and <laughs> See, he says Darkseed. And well, he's British. I usually say. Darkseed. And then someone did an article. Too. Someone did an article on Hobo Darkseed, and then thought it was funny at the end to actually out Matt Fraction. Yeah. And tell and then, everyone, and that's and then Matt Fraction was like, "Well, it's not funny anymore if they know it's me." Yeah. Yeah. So he stopped it, and then I think someone else did Hobo Matt, Matt Fraction, Matt Fraction. Yeah. and 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 that was not as funny. I think. I don't know if that came out public knowledge, but no, I, no, I, no, we don't have to go. I think we know who it is, but okay, well, yeah. So, and then that was short lived. I really don't know who that is. That, that oh, did, didn't. I don't either. That didn't go very far. <laughs> also, yeah. I, I love Star Trek: The Next Generation season eight. That that Twitter account that's coming up with like fake storylines for each episode of the season that never yeah. was. I do quite enjoy Tween Hobo, <laughs> who yeah, is this girl that that is like a little valley girl that is a hobo like on the rails and and twitters about. Stuff. It's, she's actually quite funny. I don't know. Oh, all right. I, I, um, there's, there's also the, the, the James D. Robinson Twitter that comes up with all these. Stories. Oh my god! About you know transvestites and what it's like walking down Polk Street. Yeah, well, it's all tr- oh, most of that's true. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and high heels. No and high heels. Yes. Red ones. My my calves look wonderful. When I, wear high heels. I bet. <laughs> Uh, all right, what's the next book? Um, Avengers versus X-Men. Um, okay, so I actually uh, liked this. Yeah. A little. <laughs> a little. Well, I mean, I mean in comparison to, to the previous Thank two you. issues we, we discussed, this sure. is pretty good. I really love the art in this issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I love the focus on Spider-Man because we really haven't seen a whole lot of him in this in this. But, I mean, he, he in the last couple issues, he's he's kind of taken hope under his wing because yeah. they're in, in Kunlun, and and he, you know he, she's like, "Who are you?" And then he's like, "The whole power, great responsibility, all that mm-hmm. stuff." And she's starting to get it. Mm-hmm. And what was great here, and I didn't mean to, to take over mm-hmm. um, your your praise for this, but I, I I like how he was saying every Avenger at some point has to step up. Yeah, and and you know when that time comes, you have to be there. It's like you know most of the time you hide in the back and you let Thor get up there or Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when Thor's out of commission, you know, somebody else has to step up. <laughs> Sometimes um, it's Spider-Man. You know, Sometimes can it can is I be very Spider-Man. childish? Yeah. Of course. You you called uh, the, uh, uh, Iron Fist Lost World, what, Kunlun? Isn't that what it is? I just, Kunlun? I just want somebody there called Angus <laughs> so that they would be Kunlun Angus. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> anyway, uh, what I really liked about the, there, there's a moment in this issue where it feels like, like um, Spider-Man's not going to make it. You know? Spoilers. Well, he gets his face it's, it's punched like the, in. Well, hey. now you're spoiling it. I mean, yeah, I mean, no, it's... It, it. But there is like you do reading it. You do get that sense. This you cover accurately depicts feet. what is going yeah, on. There's Absolutely. a lot of foreshadowing. Just this whole speech about, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And yeah. so it's like, it doesn't look good so for Spider-Man. My biggest complaint with it was that, uh, and this is a spoiler. Okay. I'm about to spoil something. Yeah. It's been a couple of days. Um, I'm sure it's been spoiled already. It feels like he just gets up and back on his feet a little bit too easily. He's got super healing. I don't care. He's gotten beat up. He was talking about his spine getting crushed, you know. <laughs> well, not get it didn't if he's price that it felt like felt And then, like, but then there's a thing Colossus's giant foot. But he's holding he's holding <laughs> he's back. Getting into your back. Eliana's like like why are you holding back? Just just kill me. And Oh no, and, I totally get it, but I'm saying the series of events that led up to that moment, the final moment. Final and then countdown. he just gets back up on his feet. It just seemed like well, he doesn't just like spring back up. Well, he kind it, of like I mean, staggers. And there's also part where he's, he's like, "My head, I, my head's not hurting anymore." He's like, "But that's not really a good thing." Yeah, he's probably gone into shock at some point. But see, this yeah. reminded I, what I mentioned. There's that that issue, of Amazing Spider-Man. I think it was like two seventy one or something like that. Where yeah, he he isn't back on his feet. He looks like crap by the end of this. <laughs> no, he does. And he probably did he crap gets, himself too. Oh, that's no good. I'm sorry, I, but right. there there's an issue where where um. <laughs> Where 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 Fire Fire Lord comes and and Spider Man has has to stop him because Avengers aren't there and he's just like, the covers like Captain America's like Spider Man stop you can't beat Fire Lord and he's like want to bet wait a second do life model decoys do they go to the bathroom they probably they got to be realistic if they ate I mean I, the interesting thing is would they I, how interesting I don't know if this is how interesting <laughs> this is but when they pooed would it would it be just like Mechanical. food coming through or would it actually it probably gets, gets into broken down. Like poop. If 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 they're meant to be well, life model like, decoys, would, would they would you, do you they have like this. a full digestive? Well, that's what know, I'm saying. Like, like just in case someone happened to look at <laughs> what was in the bowl and go, wait a minute, that is completely undigested. Your life model decoy. <laughs> that's just a stick. I foiled your plan <laughs> to, to, to 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 infiltrate Hydra. You shield. You, phony. You, you actually, <laughs> you know, well, but, and then he and then he turned and say, "What are you talking about? Now you've got free dinner, right?" <laughs> yeah, no, I think that I think that that would help like power their batteries. Like they would actually have like they would be able to siphon energy out of the food to help power. No, the, I feel like they just have batteries. to like plug themselves into the wall, like you do. Prime directives always flush <laughs> when you pretend to go to the bathroom. <laughs> It's like my favorite car. No, but I'm, I'm sure that there's there's it's they're, if they're designed. Tony, if, that's a good article for you to write. But like, and if they drank <laughs> if they drank coffee, everybody like would it come? Would they pee boy. coffee or would they? No, if, if they or would ate, the machinery change it so it come out yellow and it look real? If they're stranded on a because desert island, wait, wait. would they be able to drink their own pee in order to survive? Well, they wouldn't need to. More importantly, robots. if they ate asparagus. Yes. Would, would that not? give you the, the I, I stinky it, neon pee? I think it absolutely would because they would. You're right. They would have to keep up the illusion. Like especially pee because when you go to the bathroom, just say there's like in Hydra, there's all these Hydra guys at, at the stalls in the Hydra toilet, the Hydra bathroom, and there's a life model decoy that's infiltrated them. You know how when you're standing there, you try not to look at, you try not to look at the guy's junk next to you, but mm-hmm, you can sure. sometimes see the pee. Mm-hmm. Was it hitting the porcelain in the next in the next? Too st- much information, sure. James. You're checking no, out but, guys' pees. But you know what I'm just saying. It just happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have if that you trench. looked at that and you're like, wait a minute, that guy was was you know drinking 
pomegranate juice and yeah, now he's peeing pomegranate. Wouldn't, wouldn't he's you a be concerned? Decoy. Wouldn't you be concerned if you all of a sudden saw like bright red pee? Well, wouldn't you be like, are you okay, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, you have, all right? You have bladder cancer. Oh, In, internal bleeding? What's her name, yeah. dude? Yeah. Bro? So, <laughs> so there. So they probably do have a, me- a mechanism that turns it into. Yeah, digest. If, 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 if someone if someone is designing mechanical vaginas, I'm sure they're designing mechanical intestines and these are the questions. Processing. But does that mean that they also? And now we're going into bad territory. And you're bringing again. it there. Yeah, you do, were the one that started this one. Do they? Do they? Uh, do the the female mm-hmm. model life decoys? Do they have a uterus? Does that mean that they can procreate? Oh, because like, you're, like we're going into all these. No, and that's absolutely. You know, if they're synthetic, how how real is that synthetic? Like, do they get pregnant? And yeah. that's, that is the stuff I think Remender's doing in Secret Avengers, isn't it? It's all about Kinda, yeah. what is life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if 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 we create, if you know, there's the argument. Like, if God created us, if if you believe in God, if you don't, you know, it's then, then anything that is sentient has as much value as anything else. Mm-hmm. But if you if you do believe in God, then you know God created humans. But if if humans created Robots and robots have feelings. Prometheus. Then, then, yeah, it is Prometheus, really. What is what is the point where they're as equal in God's eyes? Because God, because God made humans. We to are make gods those. at that point. Yes, I mean it's just we could. Talk, this is the kind of thing that you get high at a party and you talk about it like four in the morning. Or sure. you could just <laughs> talk about it at four in the morning without getting high, which is what I do. You talk about mechanical no drugs. Absolutely, funk. I think it's. I think it's so interesting to think. Talk about mechanical funk. Like, okay, no, but we like if I. You know what? Maybe That's what I said. Just, you're, you're like, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, if you create, if man creates an android or whatever. Yes. And a robot, right? Like David, right? If we create David, then we are David's God. Well, except I think it's it's like, where does God stop? You know, because you can say, well, wait, wait, well, the aliens created us by like drinking that stuff and dying and falling into the water. Mm-hmm. But who created those aliens? You know, at, at, if if God, you know, at some point it has Ridley to go back Scott. to that first moment of creation mm-hmm. that created all all of those things. The thing that I found interesting about Prometheus, and I didn't find that much interesting, was that it was one of the subte- sub subplots of that was that David was trying to become human, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like you know, a an android would go about his duties, but David had vanity, was fascinated by Peter O'Toole, dyed his hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did all these things that were human traits. Oh, I thought it was so great. I love that character so much. Yes. Here's the reason why I love that movie. And it's also like C-3PO always saying, thank the maker. And it just <laughs> happened that the maker was Darth that's, Vader. That's really only in the first. Uh... Thank have, the have maker. You he, he only says that in the first no. movie, though. He says that all the time. Yeah, I think he says it all the time. James? What? Have you ever heard of spirit science? Spirit science? Yeah. Uh, I have not. You should look into that. But we should really change the subject. <laughs> and talk about comics. Now we're books. getting too spiritual. Now we're away from the... Action comics? Anyone like thoughts it. on this? Okay. Liking so it. it was a really slow start, I think, in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, it just picks up all kinds of crazy. And there's some like revelations and twists. Batman appearance. I'm not going to let you see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I really enjoyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that that it's... I think it's I think it's really great, and I think it's really sweet. Those moments of uh, spoiler alert. Um, oh I think God. the moment between Lois Spoiling and Dune. and Superman. Mm-hmm. Those I mean, the dialogue in those scenes really, really got to me. This yeah, was uh, and the change in him, the immediate change when she. 
I'm not going to get into it. But there's like, like the way he's talking about her and thinking about her really, like it changes as soon as. It's a very revelatory issue. Absolutely. Like both internally and externally. Like mm-hmm. we get to see a lot of what what's making Superman kind of tick. And that's always when Superman for me is at his most interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you literally had to read this twice because I felt the same way when I'm reading. I'm like, you know, this is just okay. It's like, you know, you know it's, it's Grant Morrison. It's supposed to be all freaky and everything. But I'm just like, eh. and then when you get to the end, you're like, oh, yeah, the end yeah. is cool. And then you see, okay, that makes sense. And apparently, did this this guy is like Captain Comet or something like that? I, f- I forget what his his real identity is. And Who are you talking about the 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 dude. dude the the dude dude a pink fellow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Adam Blake is that his real name? Let's see. No, Adam Blake is someone else, I think. No, Adam Blake, that's the name of Captain Comet. Oh, is it? Okay, I, then yeah. yeah, that is him. Yeah, Adam Blake. Yeah, that is Captain Comet. That yeah. was So that's and you know, so he's got his whole history in there and and now he's Grant brought him back and um so he's a newtant. Cool. I thought he was a neo sapien. And yeah. And then the ending is really good. There's only four more issues. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's it's like okay, he's he's building up all this stuff. And it's like we're and, and my my question is I think it was like issue nine with the president Superman from mm-hmm. Earth twenty three or whatever. Yeah. It's like to me I did not I was not excited about that that story. I mean it was just like it's it, like, eh, it was okay. You know I it's like it. it just felt like totally out of place. It's like why does this even fit in with you know Superman's I feel early like days? He told that that story, not that story, but that character. He did it in Final Crisis. He didn't need yeah, to kind of yeah. get back to it so at that, that point when when you when you only have sixteen issues. Maybe, but you know what? But there's that's the thing. You, is was you, there going to be something? It might later? all tie together at the end. You don't know. You have to off, trust Gran that he's going to come through like that. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, did he always plan on sixteen issues, or is it just like, eh? Because I, yeah. I I think he's it, he said before someone said that he was only going to do twelve issues of Batman Inc. Before yeah, that's already, it was just I mean that was announced at like the same time here, but. Huh. So it's like there's four more issues. Is is that President Superman? I mean, because to me that felt like such a average story. But it's it's like one of those things where you know it's probably going to come back and then fit in somewhere and kind of like you know blow you away. So it's like I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's there's a lot left. I'm I'm concerned about whoever picks up the next you know after him. Yeah, I was very flattered that someone suggested I should do it, but it, it's not me. I can tell you that. You're going to spoil it and say it's not you. I'm not. It's not me. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure who it is. So it's gonna be a hell of a torch to carry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that—that's the thing. It's like this book has been good, really good, and Superman has not been really good. And you know, we're still waiting to see what Scott Lobdell is going to do. And mm. um, Superman—they—they they need to get someone good on Action Comics. So I, I'm I'm really concerned because I like the character. Get Brad Meltzer. <laughs> I, I I really like the character, and I think. I think with the yeah. way they've been going, it might be Rob Liefeld writing and someone else oh, doing art. Yeah. Because he seems or, to be taking over every other book. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, what else? Um, should we talk about Mind the Gap? <laughs> Since I told James McCann we'd bring it up. Did you Did you read it? Yeah. So okay. I read, read, yeah. It's, so Mind the Gap, let's see. It's, you got this big mystery here. So we, we had this girl. She was attacked. She And she's kind of... In between worlds, she's kind of like a spirit. She's like in this, they call it the garden. And she doesn't remember how she was attacked. So we're seeing her her family, her friends, and, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. There's there's some shady people involved. So it's like we don't know what the story is. And the whole thing is like, you know, everyone is, is like could be a suspect. You know, you don't know who did this foul play. And, you know, we're, we're 
like getting more questions when you get answers. And so this is, I, I, I like it and I, I think the art's really good. And I'm, I'm curious where this is going to go when we're going to get the revelations and how it's all going to play out. So I don't know if anyone else is reading this. Um, I wanted to, I wanted uh, to read that. Shit. Can you put that so, Excuse my language. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's good. People should check it out. I'd say it's, it's an image comics only on issue three. I think, the, um, I'm pretty sure the first issue or two have sold out, but then there's been reprints. So people should definitely check that out. Image is doing a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, first X-Men. Okay. So after uh, Batman Odyssey, I'm not sure I can trust Christos Neil Adams Gage, again. Though. I really like him. I like yeah, Crystal Cage, but Neil Adams is also writing and drawing. They're bo- I guess they're both writing. First of all, I feel this is completely unnecessary because uh-huh, sure, we yeah. already have the X-Men. We know who the first – and I, I just think it's ridiculous. I mean this is going to be like the Avengers 1959. Which, which was actually – which turned out pretty well. That was – yeah, that was okay. I mean I don't know if they actually ever call themselves Avengers. I don't think so. And so here if, if they're never going to call themselves X-Men, okay, that's fine. But I just don't like the fact that they're trying to say Wolverine was an X-Men way before he was an X-Men. <laughs> and you know you have a young Professor X in here, spoiler mm-hmm. – you know, there, there's some mention is of, he in a of that. Uh, is it pre? Yeah, is it pre or when did he? When when did he? I'm get, trying to trying to think. Go into a wheelchair. No, he got. It was it was, it was after he met Magneto because his his legs were crushed. They, they yeah, he was he was already bald. Keep updating. It. Yeah, but he met Magneto first time during the war, didn't he? But they were like in um, where were they at? There, it's yeah. when they were working together, and then there was I think it was like Baron von Strucker, and there was like gold, and then that's when they had their falling out where Magneto or Eric. He's he's like he's like you know mutant were better and men or human can't be trusted and he like leaves with the gold and that's where they kind of had their falling out. Where wasn't it during the Korean War that they met? It wasn't. I'm not sure if it was World War II. No, it was World War II originally because there okay. was a whole thing where don't they talk about uh, don't they have an argument about killing Nazis? I want to kill these Nazis because we're in the death camp and Charles Xavier's. I remember there was like a Dave Cockrum cover. Oh, okay. Does that ring a bell? Possibly. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. We so we have a walking. Professor X, because he, in the comics, he he was injured after meeting Magneto. It was during during that that final fallout. But it just you know, we we have Wolverine, we have Sabretooth, we have some woman in an impossibly small outfit. Shocking. Which there's something is that's it, explained it, how the outfit works. Great. Um, is this at least more coherent than Batman Odyssey? Because yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't have. I couldn't follow that book with a magnifying glass. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know. I just wasn't impressed with it. I mean, it's like their mutants are, are starting to pop up and they're looking into it because, you know, there's some government guys are going after them, after the kids. Did I see that one? And I, I'm, I feel terrible actually sh- sh- showing up to this podcast and having not read any other comics. You've only read one comic and it was yours. <laughs> no, I, I, actually, you I actually got some DC stuff. So when you bring up, some of the DC books, I can quickly say, great. Like, uh, I read Aquaman, which is fantastic. That was last week. Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, it was fantastic. Let's see. Uh, I, I don't want to go through all these because I want to get the questions. We had uh, Swamp Thing and Animal Man. So that's the... The Rot World crossover. The, the prologue to Rot World. So you those, liked this, right? Those were good, yeah. So you have to read. And again, the way it works is part one was in Animal Man. Part two is in Swamp Thing. And then I think it's like the next four issues are kind of separate. So you don't have to read both of them. You, you have to read both of them for, for the prologue. And then after the four issues, and then they, they kind of join back up. In an annual. I think it's in the annual. There's, 
Is it the annual? I mean, I'm not saying I know. I'm just saying. I'm just. It asking. might be. Um, let's see. But what's weird about this? It doesn't. I know there's a there's like a two page spread that I've seen in some of the comics. But what's weird is here we have part one, part two of this. But then next month we have the zero issues, which is going to interrupt this. And the <laughs> same thing. Everything. And the same thing with um, Earth Two. So we have four issues, like the teams getting together, stuff's happening, and then we're going to have the zero issue. Yeah, I know. It's not perfect. But um, anything you, you can talk about the zero issue? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've said some of this at the at the panel at, uh, at San Diego, so it's not like I'm, I'm revealing too much. Um, so on the cover of the, of the issue zero, there's the Trinity, and then there's another, this other character. And that's Terry Sloan, who was one of the – the eight wonders of earth two there was actually other heroes i mean it's robin and supergirl catwoman and one other character that, we, that is going to be revealed much later in the book who that hmm. character was so did, so, so did batman and, and catwoman do they have a thing in your yeah they team? had a child and that was that's helena okay that's that's robin so catwoman's, catwoman's her mother yes oh i guess that was revealed in in World's was really finest. Mentioned. yeah and yeah. then yeah. she's she talking about it so um it's his it's, it, it shows what drives Terry Sloan to change from being a sort of hero to being a kind of a driven anti-hero slash villain. And you're going to see those big fire pits on Earth. You're going to kind of see how they, they got formed. Hmm. And that's, um, that's, that's the story. Great art by a guy whose name escapes me at the moment, but it's, it's really good. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I'm excited about it. So we're and we're actually going to see the Trinity. Oh yeah. So that that's that I that's what I think is cool because I mean that first issue which I thought would have gotten a five out of five if if I reviewed it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, know, I know. But I mean, and and what I, what I liked about that is because you were able to take those characters and and kill them off, which is something you know, you can't do. You know, because it's like you know you can kill Batman, you kill Superman, but they're going to come back. But you know here they're dead. So, to me, the whole backstory of like where this world came from, and you know, like what kind of adventures did did you know Batman and and this Robin have, and you know, so I I'm really fascinated to see what's going to happen. Well, I mean, it has to be a book that keeps going forward, but there will be more times when we'll see flashbacks to things that happened before that will tie into current events. Mm-hmm. So it isn't the last time you'll see those characters. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's going to be cool. Okay, what's uh, the next book? Um, I just want to bring up Spawn 222. McFarlane continuing to do his own covers from Spider-Man in Spawn. So this is a homage to Amazing Spider-Man 316, where it was Venom and Spider-Man. Yeah, so I, 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 I like the homage covers. You do, don't I, you? I, I think. Because that, that's, and I'm perfectly honest, it's the only reason I bought this comic. You do love, <laughs> yeah, you've, you've said that before, how much you love those homage covers. Yeah, so I, I just think that's cool. Because right, yeah, so, right away when I, I saw that, I was like, that's the, the Amazing Spider-Man cover. I think last week, or last month, he also did the, the original Amazing Spider-Man with him. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> I, did, I didn't buy that one. Yeah. Well, because this, this he originally drew, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did, he, drew he that drew one. He drew the Venom and Spider-Man one. Yeah, so I, I think that's cool. And, I find, the, when I'm looking at the interior art... Yeah, it's very different. Well, it's, it's almost distractingly too different, I think. I, that, that's what I hate. It isn't bad art at all. No. But it's just... It's just jarring when you open it by Zimon Kadransky. See, that's the problem when, when you have like when you do like okay, J. Scott Campbell, you know, he's he's pretty much just a cover artist. Or um like who are who are other guys that just do covers now? 
But, you know, a lot of times, like, like even like Ryan Stegman's been, you know, he, he was doing Scarlet Spider. He's done a bunch of like covers for like Marco Jurjevic was a big one. And so it's like you, you get these these guys it's because for them doing a cover, you do your cover, you can get more money off it. You can sell it, make more money. And, and then there's a possibility of doing prints and you know all that stuff. But it always bothers me when when you have like a really nice, crisp, clean, cool looking cover and then the art inside is just so drastically different and not necessarily bad, but like, like this one, it, it's just a complete different well, size. Well, at it's, times it's it, can, it can be just bad, and that's even worse. Mm-hmm. This is just – Like you tricked me. Yeah, I mean, do you remember – I mean – You can't I, judge I, a book by its cover. I, I, I hate saying bad, but there was this artist called Don Perlin who doesn't really work now, but he was doing the Defenders for a while, and he would do these – Defenders, and then the covers were by like Kevin Nolan, and they looked beautiful. And then you opened up, and there was this Don Perlin, and it was always like, oh, every time, you know. There was a Blade series that had these. The, there was a few years, well, not a few years, like five or six years back, that had these just gorgeous, really striking, really f- almost photorealistic covers. And then you open it up, and it's Howard Chaykin doing the interiors, and it was just again, just very jarring. Speaking of Howard Chaykin, yes, Black I, Kiss. I guess did you read that? <laughs> he. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but uh, I know someone that has. <laughs> Um, you want to talk about jarring? No, to be honest, so we have not. I don't. I don't think Sarah has read it. You I didn't read it. Read it. I thought We've, you. No, we flipped through it. Why haven't you read it? Why haven't you? Why I've, haven't I, you I've never read Joy Black, Black Kiss One. <laughs> I didn't know Man, anything do you about have it. it here? No, it's downstairs. Oh, it's a pity. Did you buy it, Tony? <laughs> yeah, of course. What no, is it? No, why? Why? What is this weird thing in the room about? Like you were going to review it. And no. then you, she was I never going to review it. I was not going to review it. I thought you were going to review it. That was a big it. giant joke. She, she said, who, who's, she's like, so who's going to review it? And then you immediately were like, I want Sarah to review this. Of course. Yeah. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Why? I mean, okay. Yes. I don't think I could go in into it. Without checking without the explicit feeling, box like eight times? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. without feeling a little it's weird explicit. about... <laughs> More explicit than talking about mechanical vaginas. Yeah, what's so weird about Black Kiss is a little bit of like... Um, I don't know, maybe the tentacle rape part that I just... <laughs> that was tentacle rape? Casually, or that like tr- the tranny porn. There's, well, there's there's a lot of transsexual stuff. In the first one, there was... Sorry, that was... You know what it is? I have like three gay roommates. Yes. And they tro- throw around the word tranny like no, I don't. left and right. I, yes. But I think I think that if you are a transsexual that's like a they consider that a derogatory term. It's one of those right. only we can say it. Well, you don't have yeah, to Yeah, so I apologize. You don't have to apologize. For, no, stop. That's that's not the point. Um but what there there were lots of there was lots of transsexual stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. So, and we're, I mean we're, I mean, yes. okay. James, did you read this? No, I haven't been to the comic book store. Oh, okay. But I will read it. I just, I don't know. I, uh... It is explicit. I'll give it that much. Our, our image, <laughs> uh, did you read it, Corey? I, I glanced through it. I haven't like really read it because I haven't read the first one. So I feel like I'm I was be lost. Um, there was, there was somebody, there was somebody that said, wow, this is like the best book of the week. Right. And that individual has like a, like we've we've had conversations where he's liked certain things that I've been like, what? How could you like that? But so uh, that's kind of the reason why I sort of stayed I away see. from it. I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's. 
I mean, I mean, it didn't seem gratuitous at the very least. It seemed like it was in service of whatever story Howard Chaykin is trying to tell. Right. I mean, if if it's in if it's in the right context, you know, and if it's not tentacle rape for the sake of being (laughs) tentacle rape, and I mean, that's sort of not really my thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to read a a comic that has that. Oh, I I I see. I could very well be missing a great story. And you know, the great thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing the tentacle rape as we speak. So the, the great thing is, you know, Hard Shaken had the story he wanted to tell, and Image is like, yeah, we're gonna, you, you can do whatever you want, <laughs> write whatever you want, draw whatever you want. We're not going to censor it. We're going to sell it like it is. People want to buy it. Are you going to put, so that, gonna put a mature uh, notice? Actually, Corey, mm-hmm. uh, when you got those comics in, because we don't, we didn't receive it, and our review copy from Image didn't. Like there, there's nothing on the cover nope. that says that it's a mature title. That is my problem with this book, because. <laughs> If you're going to have all that stuff in your book, then the least you can do is is say, okay, like, this is a mature title, you know, put something on top, you know, left-hand corner mm-hmm. with your logo. Not a big deal, publishers. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry, but if I'm a 12, 13-year-old boy and I see a picture of a, of a woman in lingerie with her legs spread on the cover of a comic book pretty sure i'm gonna going to want to pick that up okay i don't know i, I think some some kids might be embarrassed to, to pick that up i don't know man no oh, yeah perhaps to buy days. it but certainly not to pick it up <laughs> so yeah i don't know well i'm looking forward to reading it tentacle rape and all <laughs> all right i think we're gonna go to some questions i'm trying to think i have if to really quick give my own personal plug for avenging spider-man it is so good i love the banter between carol danvers and peter parker I think I really enjoyed the first half. I haven't read, obviously read the second half, but the first half of that was great. It's, it continues to be just amazingly oh, good. Like, good. This is a great two issue story. It's yeah, it's really solid. I love what Kelly Sue DeConnick is doing with Carol Danvers. Yeah. Very, very good dialogue in the first issue. I was mm-hmm. pressed. Mm-hmm. But I also love the flirtation between her and Spider-Man. I think that's like really cute actually. <laughs> okay. So first questions from Shane Holden. Um, so he brings up Grant leaving Batman Inc. and Action Comics. He wants to know who we would like to take the reins. I think Batman Inc. is ending. Isn't yeah, it? I think that's done. I <laughs> is think, it? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be around after. I haven't heard that. I don't know if it's... I mean, I don't know either. I just can't imagine... I mean, there's, there seems a lot of Bat books. Does anybody want a well, Batman I, 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 no, I, I totally agree that if, if he's not going to be doing Batman Inc., then, then yeah, cancel it because we don't need another are, average book. I've counted there are six titles, and that doesn't include, like, Batwing or Batgirl or any of the spinoffs. There are just six straight Batman titles. Because it's, it's, it, it's John, John Lehman, right? He's taking over Detective. Yeah. So, you know, Which that could I be am, interesting. I love Chew, so I'm really looking forward to Greg, that. Greg Hurwitz taking over Dark Knight has drastically improved that. I'm, I'm liking that. Um, Batman and Robin, Peter Tomasi, I, I've been enjoying that. And then we had Scott Snyder's Batman. So it's like, there's a potential for all four of those being good, but it's like, I guess if, if there's more stories to be told with the, the notion of Batman incorporated and, you know, the other characters, mm. and if you get a good writer, I'd say, okay. But I mean, if it's just going to be average, so, so stories that could be told in the other books and I definitely would say hundred percent cancel it. I kind of, without Grant Morrison, don't see the difference between Batman Inc. and Batman and Robin. But the, the also the, the the problem is, 
if they're going to end this at 12 issue, they need to replace it because DC wants to have 52 right. ongoing titles. Also, we need to get Batcow into his own book. I think yes. I to... love Batcow. <laughs> um, who, for those, spoiler, Batcow is in issue three, mm-hmm. which brings up the next um, point. Um, how do we feel about the issue being delayed? Pointless. So yeah, there, there was a scene with a gun, but it wasn't even a shooting. And I agree with you. I think that, like anything, when things like this just happen, you have to, if you're a company and you, you're trying to be responsible, and it's your film that 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 uh, was was the the um, the scene of this mm-hmm. horrible horrible thing in in Aurora. Um, you're going to be extra sensitive about anything involving Batman and guns and guns yeah, for, I mean, for, for, just for the short term. I mean, it, it's out now, isn't it? It's been yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was only delayed a week. No, a month. It's not, uh-huh. it's not out yet. It's not oh. it's not coming out till next month. Oh. The, the stores were told not to to sell it. All comic stores have it. They received it in their shipment, and then they got a big notice saying, "Don't sell this until August." But some of them didn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you know they're on eBay, and and you know it's things slip out. Some people will be like, "Whatever, you can't tell me." You know, I have it. I'm going to sell it, and other you know whatever. It, it's it's, also, it's out again, there. There's nothing even really close. But, to- but the thing is, if if they did sell it. You know, someone like CNN or you, you know, someone would would tear DC yeah, apart. Everyone just, knows, just, everyone knows Fox, controversy yeah. is terrible for someone sales. would would just do it, saying, "Oh, look how insensitive they are." You know, so it's I I kind of get it. It wasn't necessary, too. but yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Shane also says he's been a fan of Wonder Woman since the launch. Yeah. And but he says, is it safe to say the greatest series in New Fifty Two? I mean, in my opinion, no. But <laughs> it, I still think it's amazing. You yeah, it's a, it's top a, three. It's a top very three. good series. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think Batman is the best series of the New Fifty Two. Yeah. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yours is, you're, you're not the you know, New you know Fifty Two. Actually, no. You know what? Earth Two has, probably has the most increased sales in my store. Oh, thank because you. our first one, like it, it, I just think because people hadn't really heard about it, but it has gotten such good word of mouth that like we can't now. You're we're welcome, getting, like, James. Orders of fifteen or twenty books, <laughs> and we can't keep them on the shelves. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> I was joking, by the way. I don't care. I know, but uh, I, I thought you'd be like you'd like to know. Oh, I, I, I do. Think that's <laughs> great. Well. <laughs> and Shane also, I think he might have mentioned before, but he said he he got his hands on a Walking Dead one through forty six collection. Oof. He said, and a prison, all I can say is, damn, collection two cannot come sooner. <laughs> so, Walking Dead is good. Okay, next is from Caleb, Caleb M. Sarella. Hi, Caleb. Um, he wants to know, what do we think of Kyle Higgins' Nightwing so far? He loved Gates of Gotham and hopes he can do the same work with Nightwing. So, I, I, I've been, I think Nightwing just recently... Um, I mean, it was good. I, I've been enjoying it, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was, I think it was two issues ago where then he's like, I'm going to stay in Gotham. I'm going to, you know, set down. Because before right. there was just, and I, I think it was because of the, the relaunch with New 52. It's like at the end of Black Mirror, he's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put down my roots in Gotham. And then he's like, oh no, I'm going to travel on with the circus. So it's just like, what's going on? So Weird. it feels like, you know, there's a little more consistency. Um, I, 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 the only problem I do have is that we've seen a lot of, new random villains and you know I, I brought that up to kyle i think it was in chicago i mentioned that where he's in texas and here's some some texas villain with like <laughs> hydraulic legs or something well, like you that. you always kind of get that like look at scarlet spider it's like yeah man, new mexico or houston rather is just crawling with yeah. super villains that have apparently been unchecked before 
Kane got there. <laughs> it's it's good because what I, you know, I don't want the writers to have to rely on here's a classic villains. Like, you know, I would say I don't want to see, the, you know, I'm glad that the Joker, even though he was in Detective Comics, sort of, at the beginning, it's, it's like, it was. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know, I don't think you should necessarily rely on these big A-list villains right away. But on the other hand, that's kind of the problem with Superman is that we're, we don't have any A-list villains. We're seeing all these random aliens that no one cares about. <clears throat> so I, I think it's a matter of, of trying to find, you know, the right balance. <clears throat> um... Let's see. He says, does Kyle get to prove how Snyder uses um, Nightwing or the other way around? Does Snyder get input on Higgins' Nightwing since he writes the more popular book? Do you have any insight on how connected these writing processes are? Um, I don't have any insight on that, but I assume they have their – does DC have Perhaps like, like summit meetings? I think they have uh, – <laughs> I believe they have like mini summit ones for Batman, yeah. Exactly. With, um, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty tight ship, and I I know that they're very keen to keep Scott's vision moving forward, in, you know, in a healthy way because of the sales. So, uh, you know, but, yeah, so if you're but gonna do something, but, but there's definitely I know uh, a, a lot of mutual respect between Scott and Scott and Kyle. Yeah, so, yeah, they're, uh, they're buds. So I'm sure that uh, they, it, it, it's all very amicable. Yeah. Um. Okay, Austin. Says, oh, um, do we want to talk about Dark Knight Rises ending? Did we all see it here? Did you see it, James? Uh, I, I know the ending. Um, do we want? Is it? Do you think it's too late to talk about spoilers on the podcast? Well, wanna... it's a big spoiler. <laughs> it's yeah, and it's a big and it's it's a bigger thing than a comic book. I I, I don't know. I don't know if you should talk about. Maybe it. Hey, I'll just hold off on this. Maybe we can um, talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we we did a, our spoiler podcast, but. Yeah, maybe we'll just so Austin. Actually, I kind of want to know if you liked it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, but you know the ending. I know the ending. Mm. Okay, yeah, no, let's move on. Okay. Um, okay, here's one from Andrew. Dear Tony, Sarah, and Corey, and, and James. James. <laughs> Am I, I? I got two different folders. I don't. I, okay. Um, He's pulling questions out of everywhere. No, because I got a podcast. I get like podcasts and you have your own folder in my, my email. Okay, well, I'm excited to start answering those questions at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you, maybe you can help with this one though. Andrew is a 14 year old in high school and there is this girl in school who won't date him because he reads comics. So he wants to know what we think about this. And says, P.S. I love you guys and girl. Love you too. Oh. Is she really hot? Andrew, because if she is, you can lie and say you've destroyed all your comics, but then secretly still read them. No, you should never hide. I'm joking. <laughs> you should never hide your passion from those people that you're interested in. She's probably not. She, she just sounds boring. Yeah. yeah. Find, find some cool girl with like funky glasses that likes comics too, and you can you can sexually awaken each other. Or one who's ambivalent about oh, them. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm talking about 14-year-olds and waking each other up. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Or one who's ambivalent about okay. them and then you show her the joys of comic book reading. Or, you, or you can... Uh, this is this is cute. Go you on. can uh, buy a comic book that maybe she would be interested in. Yes, like, but- think, about, think about what she would be interested in and then... Give it to her, but then don't... Uh... But this is a weird thing because she... For her to say, I won't date you because you read comics, she doesn't well, We don't very, know if she she's directly actually said that. Well, or, that's what he, he... Well, he said that, but maybe she's just like, 
giving him a look and he's assuming we don't know if he's actually said well you go out with me and well, she said no because you yes, but you have to base it on the question okay you know you're like going you're, 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 you're i'm just saying galloping speculating. yeah you're very much speculating. well you're speculating too that no i'm not speculating I'm, I'm not answering based on the question so if if this is the criteria i won't date because you read comics Maybe she's just not cool. Maybe yeah, maybe you need to, maybe you to look around and find a cool girl, a cooler yeah, girl. Maybe you're just. I mean, you are 14, so you're probably you know thinking. And he's probably her. built up this in his head for too long. He See, thinks yeah. that what we were she's about this, this goddess or something like that, and she's probably not even that you're, that good. You looking. might be ideal <laughs> idealizing her. I mean, essentially, you want to find somebody that is going to be able to you know talk to you about things that. You both like, yeah. Look, but keep keep looking around, Andrew. There is a cooler girl for you in that school. I promise. But you. also, my wife does not like comics. Yeah, and you guys are still together. Yeah, we've been but married she, for a long. She didn't long time. make that a well. I'm not prerequisite. Like, you like do. I'm not going to date you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's that. I mean, obviously, she didn't you know. tell you to go burn your comics. Well, she thought I'd I'd get over them, and then yeah, no, my it's like now it's just question. How old, wait, how old were you when you met? I was like, uh, like in college, college years. So, well, it's a bit late to say he'll get over it it's like if you'd met when you were like 16 year old or yeah, something. But, but still i mean you know late teens i think i think he should buy her a comic book well you can try that but do not be disappointed if she laughs at you just go and find a cool well, girl don't give it i mean don't give it to her like well then what well <laughs> wait buy the, the comic whole, book the shove it in her locker is, <laughs> the whole thing is be anonymous about it like no that's creepy don't that's do that not creepy. Andrew, don't do that don't <laughs> listen to her what buying anonymous slipping anonymous comics? Yeah, but you're potentially Here's a, a Howard pretty, Shakin's latest you're comic. A, you're, like yeah. a, you're like a cool girl. Like you'd <laughs> be very lucky to get you in school because you'd be cool and interested in stuff, and you're and you're a pretty girl. But I don't know. This I think girl it'd be sounds, cool if somebody this was like, girl sounds, yeah, but so you black rose, you would, black you would don't get her black rose. Is it black, black rose? Kiss, black black kiss. Kiss. Whatever. But my point is that <laughs> black kiss that what you would find charming, I think a lot of girls would find that creepy. So you'd be careful of that one, Andrew. I don't know. If some dude that Sarah's I had been dating things. and then I broke up with showed up at my door at 8 in the morning, I would find that creepy. What is that going to do with well, anything? Yeah, what the heck? Well, I'm just we... saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, Wait, what? Was this, what? was this this morning? What what happened? I'll, tell, I'll tell you later. <laughs> just scenarios. Just, you know. No. So, Next question. Anyway, Hurry. yeah. So don't do that one, Andrew. That's a terrible idea. But definitely... <laughs> If she continues to be, what would you do? What would you do? Honestly? I would. I I'd would honestly. I have enough. Yes. No, I have enough if, confidence, and I used to I, I, even at that age that I would just look around and find a cooler girl that, that liked me for who I was. That's what I'd do. Because yeah, because my lady fair wasn't interested in comics one way or the other, but I've kind of gotten. Did her you just call her your lady fair? I did because I'm a romantic at heart. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Let's next question. All right, Mike Fitz. Mike Fitzgerald. I'm in the the James folder now. Okay. Um, he has a few questions. At San Diego Comic-Con, I think James mentioned at the Justice League Green Lantern panel that there were eight heroes with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Yes, and, and the, the man on the number zero cover, cover with Terry Sloan, which we talked about. Is that correct? Yes, yes that is correct. Talked about it. And were two of them Robin and Supergirl? Yes, that's also correct. So we mentioned all that. Okay. Can James tell us how long the period of Age of Wonders was? So I know Earth 2 and New 52 are in the same time period and invasions from Apocalypse were both well, five years ago. But how long yes, was um, Superman, Batman, Wonder well, Woman around? I, 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 I'm, I'm going to keep that one quiet because I'm just trying to work – honestly, I'm trying to work out the best amount of time and I haven't quite decided yet. But definitely in the way that um, Batman's been around in the DC universe longer, just sort of surreptitiously, it's, it's, it's been like that. 
so I just haven't quite worked out yet. So, so Mike, I will get back to you on that question, but I just don't want to answer it just yet. Has James ever thought of using characters who are from other comic companies that DC has acquired in Earth 2? I'd love to see Icon and Rocket on what have been what might become the JSA, especially a female version of Icon could take the place of Wonder Woman. Um, well, they're, they're, uh, they're um, milestone characters, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, that's unlikely that I will be using milestone characters, not because I don't like them, but just because of, of, of stuff. I mean, because like, like Static had his own comic. Yes. In the regular DC. Yeah, I, that's very unlikely. Um, and the same apply to like Wildstorm characters? Because we're seeing some of them pop up. Well, I suggested that at one point, and they, 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 I DC think you mentioned that DC didn't go for it, so uh, that's probably not going to happen either. Then you might see some of the Fawcett characters, their names at least, being used at some point. I mean, that's not as exciting to, to, as news as as Milestone or or um, or any of that. But that, you might see a little bit of that. But uh, no, I'm just going to concentrate on the characters I know I have available to me, and I'll be creating new characters. Yeah. And there is a, a, a new Wonder Woman surrogate that will be that will be introduced quite soon. Andrew Tam says, hey, Tony, Sarah, maybe Corey and James. What up? I've got a few quick questions. First, what's up with Michigan and a new 52 Lansing and Earth 2 Grand Rapids and the follow-up for Action Comics and Coloma and Wonder Woman? I live in Michigan, so I find it really cool. Any reason for, or just coincidence? Um, you, you, talk, you touched on um, – Yeah, well, I, I, one of the things I'm trying to do in Earth 2, um, you're going to learn or you, you, you know, Metropolis and Gotham are destroyed. From the war, they're both gone. So Earth Two, ironically, is going to be the world where there are no fictional cities. Hmm. So that's why I tried to pick a, a city that, to me, reflected what Keystone City was. So that's why I picked Lansing, Michigan. And then I didn't even realize. I think that's where Jeff Johns comes from. He's definitely uh-huh. from Michigan. Oh yeah, he is actually. But sure. but uh, that was a complete fluke. I didn't realize that. Hmm. <laughs> Second, it's awesome. Mike Allred is doing an issue for Daredevil. And I guess this is to me, Tony, is there anything else you'd like to see him work on? So it was just teased today. Him and Matt Fraction are doing something. It looks like it might be Future Foundation because Fraction and um, Bagley are doing what looks like Fantastic Four. So we got – I don't know if you've seen the teasers this week, James. I like saw that the there's, a, there's a fantastic – a new Fantastic Four book. Because there's one that, that said Family. Yeah, well, that's Fantastic Four, yeah. isn't it? And then um, – and it's and it's fraction, but uh, Mark Bagley, and then they and I saw Mike Allred. So yeah, I, I, I think it was extended or something like that. So it's like I, I assume Future Foundation, but oh, I, I don't know. know, maybe yeah. that's exciting. I like Mike Allred. I don't know if I've said that before. <laughs> You've been pretty subtle about, about it. Um, and next week, I just want to mention um, there is It Girl coming out. I don't know if it's called It Girl or It Girl and Atomics. Um, so from Image, but it's it's um, not Mike Allred, which is kind of weird. Well, it's interesting. I mean, he uh, Mike Norton, I think, does. The he's art. trying to, you know, get his creations out there in the way that Mignola does. It's smart. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's good because um, it's it's Jamie Rich, I think, who was um, I think he was like his editor. Yeah, he time. was a Dark Horse editor. Yeah. now he's a writer. He's a yeah. nice, very nice fellow yeah. actually. So he's writing it, but in, in the beginning, all I'll say is there's a certain reason the first few pages have. A different style art and seeing it girl drawn that way compared to Mike Allred's like so weird, but it's, it's a really good comic. I, I read it yesterday. It comes out next week. So pick that up. Um, final, I've been reading all-star Westerns and going back and reading back issues of Jimmy and Justin's run are the books before them any good. And why couldn't I finish watching that quote unquote movie? 
Oh my gosh! I don't think is we is he well, talking about Jonah Hex? Yeah, I don't think we okay, should. Okay, uh, you know what you want to do? Go to Amazon or your local comic shop, but probably Amazon mm-hmm. or the library that not one that BOP found and do what? And buy uh, the collection, Jimmy and Justin's. Jonah but also, Hex. if is he talking just about Jimmy and Justin, or is he talking about Jonah Hex? Because I think he's saying because the, the, the Michael Fleischer, them. some of the Michael Fleischer, a there's that really good graphic novel that Jimmy and Justin did. There's a Jonah Hex graphic novel they did with Tony DeZaniger. I think it's the last work before he died. He, he was the creator of Jonah Hex. Hmm. So he, there's that. But the Michael Fleischer Jonah Hex stuff is fantastic. If he was to get like, you know, the showcase Jonah Hex, which is black and white and yeah. cheap, yep. you're going to read some great stories. I think that's what his question is like, the stuff before them. Is, and then the reason why the movie was crap is because they decided to make <laughs> it. everything. To make, well, well, to make it. Yeah, I mean everything about that. Like seeing ghosts was yeah. is, couldn't he is talk BS. To or yeah. But also, it was like steampunk, and it's they, they they didn't have the courage to say, you know what, we should just make a really great spaghetti western. western. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what they should have done. I mean, a horse with Gatling guns. I think that How, horse would, would freak however, out. However, uh, Josh Brolin as Jonah Hex was great. Well, that's I think why people are more upset is because yeah, the casting of him was brilliant, and and, yet it, and it, Megan Fox as as the whore. <laughs> As Whoa. the whore, was that her billing? Was that I, how I she was? Really? <laughs> That's what she was, wasn't she? I don't know what her name was. Wasn't she a, a version of Tallulah Black? No, I hope she not. Wasn't. No, Tallulah's so much cooler. She that she was a she was I'm not, she was a whore in the movie, right? She was she was a prostitute. She was a good time girl. Yeah, whatever. I don't know <laughs> what the proper name for them was. <laughs> prostitute. Back then, I don't know if they call them prostitutes. Didn't they, they always said something with billiards, right? I don't know. <laughs> so, so um, that's why the movie wasn't very good. Yeah, it's, it's that that movie makes me mad. Often, often the problem in Hollywood is that screenwriters think they're cleverer than the source material, and 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 I suppose they just do. And they want to like it's like, it's movies. like a dog. They want to like stamp like piss all over the the work. And I know people are saying, well, he wrote that crappy legal sort of general movie, so he can talk, <laughs> which is quite true. Although there's extenuating circumstances there, we won't go into that now, but. But that's what happens, like, you know, books that get adapted where you just, just tell the book. But no, they have to change it and fuck it up. Excuse my language. And um, and it's the same with that. Like, it's a comic book. It's a comic book, so we have to turn this into a comic book movie. So we have to have Gatling guns and big cannon ships and all this bullshit. And instead of which, just do a great, like, spaghetti western with, like, epic vistas and, like, cool cool dialogue and cool yes. gunfights. You can... Have you watched uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird? It's Korean. Oh, I love that film. I love that movie. movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, favorite Westerns. The scenes where there's that sort of stampede with all the the motorized, like, because it's set like in 1910. Yeah. Those motorized, like, tank tank cars and all the horses and everything. It's Mm -hmm. like nothing amazing. No. Such a great movie. And the hero, The Good, is very, very sexy man. Yeah, he is. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can say that as a heterosexual, very sexy. And isn't it funny to see these Korean actors and like really like Korean culture sort of mixed with the West, like the old. Yeah, but 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 and I was well when I first heard what it was, I was like, oh, are we going to have one of these like you know? I mean, it worked with like uh, what's his name? Um, You know, once upon a time in 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 the West, then he goes to America. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. What's his name? Um, Um, You know, he's little guy. He was one of the Expendables. 
Oh, I know. And then he's in a... Uh, do, 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 Jet Li. Jet Li. Yeah. Jet Li. So there was that. And you could get away with it once with an... Oh, and then Jackie Chan did it with Owen Wilson, where there's an Asian that comes to, yeah, comes no. to the West. That was you know. comedy. But we've kind of seen that before. And I was like, oh, it's going to be another one of these. And the fact that it was all set in like Mongolia and, and, so cool. and all of that area, and yet it felt like a Western, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So anyone that hasn't seen The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, and it's an epic movie, it's like two, two and a half hours, mm-hmm. should absolutely see it. Do you think there's a reason why there hasn't been a really great, like, definitive or even successful steampunk movie, though, speaking of steampunk? Because it's kind of, it's really, it's been hot for several years now. Steampunk is terrible. No, well, (laughs) steampunk can be cool, but it just hasn't, I don't know why. I tell you what I'm excited about is the next Bioshock. Yes, Bioshock Infinite. Which is set in 1911. It's all hot air balloons Mm -hmm. and it's up in the air and it's all steampunk. Can't wait. Yeah, that looks amazing. Sorry for hijacking, Tony. No, no. Go on. So what, what, what's next? And Steampunk's also going to be featured in um, Gary Witta and Derek Robertson's comedy. Oh, oh, that's oh, right. Oliver. Oh, Oliver, yeah, Oliver yeah. Twist. Uh, yeah. In a yeah. post-apocalyptic steampunk world. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, this is another question from Mike's, Mike Fitzgerald. I think I mentioned him before, right? Yes. This is from three he, days he, ago. He twitters me from time to time. Um, he wants to know, and I don't know if you can or... Want to answer this? Can James tell us what artist designed whose costume? Booth did Grundy. I think you, that's what you said. Well, we'll go from the start. The, the, the Trinity were designed by Nicholas Scott. Um, then the Flash was designed by Jim Lee. Green Lantern was designed by a lot of people. That was a, a whole weird thing, but there was a lot of Joe Prado in there. And then there was a little bit of Brett Booth, I think. And then there was a lot of colouring, and it just went on and on and on. And then finally, at the last, and it was it, it was kind of horrible the colouring because it, it made him look too much like just a member of the Green Lantern Corps. And then the very last minute, Pat uh, went to uh, Mark Chirello and said, "Can you help us?" And Mark Chirello actually did the colouring that was the colouring of the char- of the book of the character that you see there. Then um, Brett Booth did Hawk Girl, Grundy, and the Atom. Um, there's a new Wesley Dodds character that will be designed by um, Nic- Nicola. And uh, that's it, I think. For Kevin, did Kevin McGuire do Robin and Supergirl? Yeah, he did Robin and... Uh, well, no, no. That was Nicola too. Okay. Yeah, no, it was... Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. You're right. That was. Uh, be, be, because he was going to be doing it in the flashbacks, they thought it was rude to have someone else design them. So mm-hmm. he designed them. That's true. And then he designed Power Girl, which uh, he can, you know... Did you say who did Jay's costume? That was Jim Lee. Okay. That, that was one of his questions. Okay, that, that's all he wanted to know. Like, who, who designed what? Tobin, Ray Sakat, he's, he's asked us questions before. I asked you a question. Question for James. James, you know how – um, what? And it says I'm supposed to sing this. <laughs> well, what, what? Um, Superman never made any money saving the world from Solomon Grundy. Does it sadden you that he never will because he is dead? I don't know what I'm supposed to sing. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Is, is this a question or what? I don't understand. Um. Superman. Oh, did you say what? Uh, that, that's from the the. There's a five for fighting song. The um, it's okay. it's, it's not easy. You know, and there's he said there's a line about he he never made any money saving the world from Solomon Grundy. It's not easy being me. It's it's, it's a, like a piano song. Uh, I, I I know that song. So that that's what he wanted me to sing. Okay. Sorry, I don't have my piano, Tobin, so I, I can't. Uh, also, sing it. I hate that fucking song. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh Thank my you. god! Thank I mean, talk you. about talk about a, a, like it's not easy being me. I'm a 
trendy slacker at the piano with, you know. No, he's talking about it's the Superman. It's not easy. No, the whole Superman. thing isn't about Superman. It's about this guy talking about how it's not you easy know, being. But flying with a cape between the your whole legs. The thing and, is not. It's and being, an, if, being if this it, God where you're not human and you can't. The whole can't, thing is not him saying about being Superman. I missed that. Did, yeah, am you I, did am miss I wrong? that. You are wrong. I'm going to listen to it now. You listen to it. It's it's all about him being because he, he can't really have human relations because so this they're whole all song, die. this whole this, this, this whole piano <laughs> song that I thought was this sort of self self important slacker talking about how hard it is being him. It's him. He's singing from the point of view of Superman. Sure. I'm not sure I agree with you or believe. Listen you. to it again. Download on iTunes. I don't. I refuse to download that song, but I will listen to it somehow. I'll get <laughs> Go the to YouTube. Online. Actually, yeah, look you up can... lyrics to "It's Not Easy Being Me" and you can find out oh now. Oh my goodness. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, I was going to say, how about one of us does that so that Tony can keep asking questions? All right, so what's the next question? Well, I need to be able to see the lyrics. Well, um, you know what? I would love to see Kermit the Frog sing that, a go. version of that song, It's Not Easy Being Green, and just change all the lyrics. No. Oh, wait. That's a real song. Yeah. What? what? It's Not Easy Being Green? Yeah, it's a famous yeah. song. It's it, it's uh, It was the song done with... I think uh, I had it on 45. But he... Kermit did it as a duet with Lena Horne, and she said it was like really important to her because it was a metaphor for racism. Oh, okay, really? I got the lyrics yeah, here. Yeah. I can't stand to fly. I'm not that naive. I'm just out to find a better part of me. Okay, well that. Okay. Uh, I'm more than a bird. I'm more than a plane. More than some pretty face beside a train. It's not easy to be me. Okay. I wish that I could cry. I then? wish I could cry, fall upon my knees, find a way to lie about a home I'll never see. Super Krypton. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's an incredible. See, there you go. I, it may sound absurd, but don't be naive. Even heroes have the right to bleed because he's supposed to be Superman. He's tough. Nothing can hurt him, but he's oh, got see, feelings. Now I like this song. I may be disturbed, <laughs> but won't you concede? Uh -oh. Even heroes have the right to dream. It's not easy to be me. Up, up, and away for me. It's all right. You can all sleep sound tonight. I'm not crazy or anything. I'm astounded. I'm only <laughs> a man in a silly red sheet digging for kryptonite on this one-way street. Only a man in a funny red sheet looking for special things inside of me. There you go. Yeah, okay. I, I take it Burn back. in your faces. I take it, I, I take it back. I'm, I'm done. I still think it sounds I, I still think it sounds a bit kind of wankery, the song, but I'm impressed that they You sound wankery saying it is wankery. That they thought it was that no. the guy sat down and said, I'm gonna write a, no, you know a, a song from the point of view of Superman. Of Superman. Yeah. Well, someone's gotta do it. Well some people have. Um, song what, there's, in 2002. I guess we just don't like the melody then. Right? <laughs> and his whiny voice. He does have kind of a whiny voice. Yeah. He had this other song, um, 100 Years. Yeah. That one makes me sad. And I'm going to say Was he's, he's about talking about, no, this is not about Superman or anything, <laughs> but it's, it's about the difference. Like it's about growing up and, and dying and getting old. Because, um, okay, here's the lyrics. and we're... Uh, look, We should ask some questions, Tony. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, we don't need any fight for fighting lyrics. He, oh, come on. Now you, you know you're wrong. <laughs> Superman. It's not a wankery song. Um, <laughs> does it sadden you that he will never, that he never will because he is dead? Um, Who's dead? Superman. Superman never made any money. It's, it's, He'll I never think get it's any money for fighting Solomon Grundy. <laughs> um. um Okay, okay, let's move on from this song. Because then he says, what influences what influences you when you write comics? Not Fight for Fighting. <laughs> the Inception soundtrack, James? Um, I... Just, Doom Bot Wanda? I just, uh, I don't know, just different things. I mean, I've said before, the writing of the lyrics of Tom White's. Sure. 
But yeah. um, but then you know all sorts of bits and pieces, fiction, Spe- movies. Speaking of Tom Waits, yeah. cut you off. But did you? Um, there's this, I think I saw it on BuzzFeed uh, like Tuesday or something. But there was this article where this person compares. Oh, the Joker and Tom yeah. Waits. Yeah. yeah. So weird. <laughs> Well, if you've seen Tom Waits is an odd fellow. If you've seen young Tom Waits, he does have this sort of persona that's really entertaining. He's a very funny man. I mean, he still is. But there is a, a weird, slightly disconnected way to the way he talks, mm-hmm. which I could even I could, his mannerisms and like the the way he sits and yes. <laughs> if if you get on if you get on YouTube and you want to have a good time, I'm not being funny here. Go and look at old Tom Waits interviews when he was young on like Dick, uh, um, Dick, uh, David Letterman and Dick Cavett and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, yeah, you, you definitely will see a little bit of the Heath Ledger Batman. So, where, so you, what do you listen to when you write then? I don't listen to anything because it's too distracting. I even tried to listen to like classical music because I do like like the Russian composers Rachmaninoff and Rimsky Korsakov and people like that. But mm-hmm. I, even that, I find distracting. Really? Mm. I need quiet. I need silence. All right, I'm I'm cutting Tobin off. He's got some other questions, but we, we spent too much time because I'm of cutting Tobin off. We got so many more questions. Give, here. It, give us one, one more Tobin question because we, uh, we kind of like goofed around too much. <laughs> that was partially our fault. Well, no, because the other ones weren't really um, uh, towards you. Like, what do you think of the Ender Game movie that's supposedly going ahead? Uh, what are your opinions on alternate reality or universe books? I, I I'm excited about both of those things because <laughs> he liked the noir series as well as Spider Man 2099. I like the noir series. Okay. Okay. Um, Claudio Cicchini um, says he's been, I've been reading comics since I was eight. He's now 36. Um, I've been following James Robinson since his run on Wildcats. I especially love Starman, Firearm, and Leave it to Chance. I'm currently enjoying the Shade series, but I wish Cully Hamner was the artist on the entire run. Mm. Nothing against the other artists, but I think Hamner absolutely blitzed the opening story arc spoiled us really. And the following artists haven't been able to match his excellence. Don't get me wrong. I love the creative teams you assembled for a series, but to me, Hamner has been my favorite. Well, okay. that's, that's very nice to hear. I, I, I don't agree. I think that I'm um, respectfully, uh, Cla- Claudio, Claudio, uh, in that I really tried to write those series for the specific artists. And had you seen Carly Hamner doing the event, his adventures in Barcelona, he might not have brought what, what like Javier Polito brought mm-hmm. to it or, or the, the stuff that's going on in London now, what Fraser Irving's bringing to it, you know, and, and the, the, the 1940s story, I, I, you know, I wrote that so much for Darwin Cook. So I think he might feel differently if he actually saw Cully do all of those. Cully, Cully whilst being a, a reliable artist, is not fast enough to do 12 issues. So it was, you know, getting getting three issues. That was what he could do, and I think, uh, but he he definitely did what he what, what he was what I hoped he'd do, which is, as uh, Claudio says, really started the book off right and did a fantastic job on those first three issues. Okay, so now to questions. What is your p- opinion uh, of decompressed storytelling? So I'm a fan of the monthly comic book format, but lately I've been leaning further and further towards waiting for the trades because the monthlies do not have enough content, let alone entertaining content, to keep me interested. On average, it takes me less than five minutes to read a monthly title, and when it costs somewhere between two ninety nine and three ninety nine per comic, that's not very good value for the money. Rightly or wrongly, I place the blame on decompressed storytelling. There's nothing wrong with it when it's done right. Warren Ellis's Authority Run and Mark Miller's Ultimate Run come to mind, but this seems to be the only style of writing out there nowadays, and most of it to me isn't very good. 
He, and he apologized for long-winded questions. Mm-hmm. Chew is currently my favorite monthly title. It is Chew's de- decompressed cinematic storytelling format. An issue is packed with entertainment as well as being accessible to new readers. I think more comics should go back to this storytelling format. So not really a question, but I guess. What well, you- I think he's he he's sort of right. I mean, comics are expensive, and I think the job of the art, the writer, and the artist too, is twenty to, pages is now. to make a comic that you just cannot wait to read in the, in trade. And and yes, with decompressed storytelling, it often you it's more enjoyable to read it as, as a trade, and that's mm-hmm. something you have to be careful of. I mean, I'm definitely trying to not have that occur with with earth 2 that every issue feels like there's something to to get out of it but it's it is something you have to be very you know and the shade too but it's something that you have to be very careful of i mean people only have so much money now mm-hmm. and i i appreciate the fact that they go out and they spend three dollars or two dollars on a three three or four dollars sorry on a comic book mm-hmm. so but there isn't really an answer to it you just it's something that all, all writers have to try and try and get and, and get around and um I'll, I'll, I promise I'll do my best. And just so you know, um, we bought two copies of Earth Two this week. Well, thank you. That's I will I will buy myself a fine dinner with those royalties. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Second question: Image Comics has really impressed with their recent and upcoming output. More and more big name creators have been favoring Image over DC and Marvel as well. Is this because of the flexibility of creator-owned pro- properties? As someone who knows little about how these businesses are run, I get the feeling Marvel and DC aren't doing much to encourage creator-owned concepts. As an insider in the industry, what is your take on it? And he's also looking forward to Savior, by the way. I, I Thank you. I don't think that there's uh, DC and Marvel really do and any I think it's like goes without saying. It's like, well, I mean, Vertigo it's, and Icon. That doesn't count. Okay. Um, because when only certain creators at Marvel can make those books, right, can make icon books. Yes, like you have Bendis to be. You have Fraction, to, yeah. you have and to be cool. Mark Miller was doing it at one time before he started his own publishing company. Um, I, think he, I think he still is with all the kick-ass stuff. Isn't that under icon? It's under Miller yeah. World. Okay. I could be wrong. So um, the thing about – now I'm going to speak for you, James. Go on. It wouldn't <laughs> uh, be the first the thing about <laughs> <laughs> The thing about uh, comic book creators, at least – the ones I've met, yes, is that they go into the industry with the intention of um, writing their own books and creating their own content and telling their own stories with their own characters. And a, a lot of the time, uh, writing superhero books is fun, but it's also a great way to pay the bills. Uh, it, it, that, that can be the motivation for some creators. I actually enjoy, I really enjoy writing the main, the, the characters at DC. But of late, I felt that I was probably putting too many of my eggs in one basket. And I, I, I think DC are going to become a bit more proactive in trying to get more creator-owned stuff again. Uh, I think. I don't know. If, it's not that I've heard anything. I'm just saying that I don't see how you can, you know, how Image, if Image is taking all this great talent, how you can't go, you know, we, have to, we need to do something to keep this talent from going too far from us. But, um, but, some people do see, you know, some people see DC as a stepping stone to write in the X-Men. That's what they really want to do or or to write in their own comics. I mean, it's different for every creator. But isn't there also the the, the idea that, okay, you're you're writing Superman, but you don't own Superman, right? You're writing Superman for DC Comics. Yes. Like you're going to get a paycheck for doing this work, but this work doesn't essentially belong to you. That's right. Whereas true. if you go to Image and then you start writing your own superhero book, then 
You got to hope people read it. Receive all the royalties. Well, well from that book, but you also have ownership yes, of that property. Yes, you do. So if you go to Hollywood and you say, "Hey, I want to sell this property to you," you have the right to do that as a creator. But the right? gamble, of course, is that you don't always. I mean, for every for every uh, Invincible or Walking Dead or Chew, there's a load of image books that people don't even remember. You know, I, I I was reminded of a series I did the introduction to the trade paperback called Jersey Gods, which I used to really enjoy. Mm-hmm, yeah, does. and I and the guy tweeted me recently and was like, "Hey, thanks for." I'm just, you know, it's me, you know, just never got, this is the artist because I was more in contact with the writer. Never got a chance to thank you for doing the introduction. I was like, hey, what's going on with it? And he's like, oh, it's dead in the water. Hmm. So, and that can happen a lot with the, with the when you do create your own stuff. So there is a, a gamble, but what you get out of it, A, potentially, as Sarah says, is you own it and you can, you know, uh, get get the, the the money from that if you sell it and everything else. But there's also the fact that you get this just a, a freedom. I mean, uh, I haven't. I've only just now starting Saviors for uh, for Image, but like Eric Larson said to me, once you see, once you, once you're reminded what it's like to do creator own books and all the BS that you don't have to deal with, mm-hmm. you, you you might find it hard to go back. And I think that that's ultimately can be something that people quite enjoy. But the the the, the flip side of it is you can be you can spend all this time doing it and and make no money from it and. It's, it's, you know, whereas Superman, if you do a great Superman arc, it's kind of there. It's forever. Mm-hmm. I, on Twitter, I, it was Dan Slott and I don't know if it was Eric Larson or someone else were having like this discussion about, you know, because Dan is saying how he loves what he's doing on Spider-Man, creating new new characters, new villains and all that. And then I don't know if it was Eric or if it was Ron Mars or someone who was saying, yeah, but you don't own them. But then he's like, yeah, but I get to create part of Spider-Man's history you know something that and and you know he gets that he's not going to own the character but seeing that you know something he created becomes part of spider-man's gallery of villains you know well i i think this is now generation i mean i i guess i'm just about that generation like there's there was the generation before me that that created these characters in the same way back in the 60s you know when Jack Kirby and whoever was creating these, Steve Ditko were creating these characters. It was like being admin, you know, where you do like artwork for to sell carnation milk that would then be <laughs> used and then thrown away. You know, there wasn't a sense of ownership. It was a sense of I do art and you pay me for it. And it's only in hindsight that they're like, wow, these these books have made these characters have made you guys million, billions of dollars, and we and we don't get any of it. Mm-hmm. But and you know, and, and it, it goes. You know, if, if Lem Ween has was given like you know zero point zero zero one percent of Wolverine's revenue, he'd be a multimillionaire. Yeah. So, so, so they're the people that are like, wow, this is kind of you know screwed up that I, I did this. Whereas I think with me and with with uh, with people younger than me, you you go in there knowing that you don't own the characters, mm-hmm. and you have the choice of doing that or going off and trying to do an image book. Yeah. You know, so. It's it's different, you know, and and you know DC was very nice to give me give me and Tony Harris a little piece of Jack Knight, but I understand doing Earth Two that I'm not, I don't own any of those characters. I'm just creating you know new versions of these existing characters. And and I go back like with um the whole Siegel and Schuster, you know, the lawsuits going on forever. It's like you know yeah they created Superman, but they didn't create the Superman that we have today. You know, it, it, it's it's hard to say, okay, Superman has made DC a lot of money over the years with everything. But, you know, you have to look at what did they actually create? Because I don't even think they, they brought in Krypton 
and all that. You know, I don't think they, no, they, they did quite Krypton. Because, but but there's like all the stuff that has happened years after, and all the other writers who have added to the history, and not just Superman, and and, and you know, and specifically. I was going to say, sorry, real quick. Scott Kurtz brought up a very similar thing about the Avengers controversy, where he basically held up like. Here's how the Avengers actually looked. Here's like Mark Millar and Brian Hitch's Ultimates. Which one looks more like the movie that you just saw? So I mean, it, it, if you got this, you know, army of writers who have each added one, you know, and there's a bunch of writers who maybe didn't add anything lasting the attitude of the mythos of the character. But when you know you have to look at it, who created it, and where's the character today? You know, they're almost like even like Spider Man. You know, he was a high school kid. Now, you know, he's an adult and, you know, he's working in a lab. And so it's like almost like they're, they become different characters. So the question is, this character is making a lot of money, but is it because of the original character and or original writer? If that original writer created, you know, Spider-Man at an image comic at the time, would that character be where he is today? And that's the whole thing. It's like you said, the gamble of, you know, is our people going to read this could be a really great idea. But if no one reads it, it's it's. No one's going to know it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's, it's a tricky question when you get into all that stuff. Um, last question from Claudio. I'm guessing DC will eventually release a new version of Wildcats. Without insinuating too much, would that be a project you'd be interested in returning to? And are you able to reveal any tidbits about it? Which you, uh, you kind of brought up that you... That what? What did I say? I think you said that you wanted to do you, – you even t- before, just today, you said you, you wanted to do something with Wildstorm or – No, I didn't. I feel I like everybody wants you I, to do this I, again. I, I what I said was that I had talked about using Wildstorm characters, yeah, that's like splitting them up and putting some of them into Earth Two, but that that did not fly with DC. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've done. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I look at how Stormwatch. It's I I I think it's harder to integrate those Wildstorm characters into the DC universe than people first it realized. I think Stormwatch is kind of an odd book. I don't. I mean, I I, I read the latest issue, the one that. Um, where where uh, John Jones is on the cover, and I really enjoyed it, but I just don't get that what that team does, how it exists. You know what I mean? And I think that's the problem with a team like Wildcats. It's like I'm just not sure how it would incorporate be incorporated into the DC universe. I'm I'm curious to see whoever finally does it. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know the thing I'm the thing I'm I was most proud of about honestly about uh, Wildcats was that uh, Ben Santini character I came up with it was kind of like the Nick Fury of of uh, of the Wildstorm universe, but I, d- I doubt I'll ever be asked to do anything with that guy. Okay, um, next is from Brett J Thunder one hundred and one. Um, I guess he sent a previous question. I don't have that, but he said. Finally, after seeing the new Solomon Grundy, I'm really getting excited about what kind of villains the heroes of Earth 2 will face. I know the new Terry Sloan appears to be establishing himself as an antagonist. Um, villain might not be the right adjective yeah, to describe it, him. No, he, he's, he's right. An antagonist is the right word. He isn't, he's not exactly a villain. He's an odd figure in the, DC universe, in the Earth 2 universe. I was wondering if there are any plans to create a major foe for these heroes, perhaps an ultra-villain. You know someone really smart with far-reaching plans for global and universal domination. It could be a man, a woman, a giant insect, a dinosaur, or even an albino gorilla. Do you have plans for anyone like that? Wink, wink. Um, of, of, the, of the old school Justice Society villains, the ones I'm most interested in trying to develop, but I just don't know when, so it isn't something you should get too excited about now, is like Grundy, the ultra-humanite, and then uh, Wotan. 
the Doctor Fate villain. Okay, so we're rushed for time. I, I don't know how much time you have. Uh, I'm fine. Okay, because um, we're like kind of pushing our time. But this is uh, from Mushir from Norway. Hello, Mushir from Norway. Um, I've recently got into comics. Much thanks to Comic Vine. You're welcome. Really enjoy all the stuff you guys put out, and special thanks to Sarah for making um, the new to comics video. I don't know what if I'm not sure. Yeah, what's, what's that? Unless that's the news video, I don't know. Um, it yeah. said it helped him a lot. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's like a really old video. I don't. Know. I remember doing that at the old our old office. Maybe. No. Anyway. So I have to write a pretty long paper for my Norwegian class where I discuss a topic. I wanted to write about comics since it's something that doesn't get a lot of attention here. My question is, I think I might have put this in the wrong folder. Sorry, James. Sorry. My question is, do you guys have any suggestions for issues that relate comics that I can discuss? I thought of, quote unquote, comics as a serious medium, but I think that's something people have written a lot about already. I've also considered writing about comic book to movie adaptations um, but I'm also not sure about that one. Any suggestions are highly appreciated. Well, there's uh... mechanical body parts <laughs> in comics. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, the, the two that he cites are very different themes. So, you know, you could do uh, the depiction of women in comics. You could do you could talk about um, uh, dealing with uh, social issues in, in within the world of like superheroes and fantasy. You could do one on um, the fact that characters, how characters can exist for 50, 60 years and change. Like you can either do that as a general thing or pick one, one character and how they've changed from, uh, you know, Batman from the early days when he had a gun and had no Robin and had Robin and then became this sort of brighter character in the 50s and then became a camp character in the 60s and then became grim again. I mean, that's an interesting thing. Or, or you could do the same with Superman or Wonder Woman or Captain America. Um, help me here, guys. I'm just pulling these out of <laughs> my head. Um, I've always liked stuff about like comic, the strength of the medium as compared to other ones because a lot of people... Are- oh, yeah. that's You know yeah. what? And, and there's, there is one thing about comics that people forget. Like Everyone's like... And this is what annoys me when you get writers. And some of them are good. I, I won't say, say that's not the case. But when writers come from other mediums and they just assume that it's easy, that comics are somehow children's a children's thing and they, anyone can do it, and it's actually a very disciplined medium that requires a certain set of, of storytelling skill skill values that often <coughs> excuse me often they don't have these these people that come in. What is it that makes comics a unique medium? I mean, it is a very unique medium. It's un, it's unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it isn't it isn't a book. It isn't a movie. It's the closest thing it, that you can get to it is a storyboard. But then even with that, a storyboard is basically the shape of a movie screen, whereas comic books, there's the panel, there's the panel shape, there's the, the flow of the eye from top left to bottom right, there's the turn-the-page moments. There's all these things that are specific to comic books. That's a very interesting thing I, you can I, write about. I think that, that's great. Yeah. So, okay, well, that's a few for me getting on with. Okay. There you go. No charge. Boom. Um, Anthony G. Boyo. On Twitter. Okay. Oh, yes. Anthony. I know this guy. Very yeah. nice fellow. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Robinson has said in past podcasts that Earth 2 heroes' power may work differently in the main DCU. Does this mean Alan may become a Swamp Thing if he went to the main DCU, or did Mr. Robinson have something else in mind? No, he's not going to become a Swamp Thing. Although his powers are closer to Swamp Things if, in some ways than they are to uh, to Hal Jordan's. But what, I meant, what I meant was that 
if if you have two characters existing in the same place have the same powers side by side, it's sort of boring. You know, we've seen how Jordan and, and Guy Gardner together fighting stuff. You know, we've seen the original Alan Scott and how Jordan together fighting stuff. So having having a character come to another world and and it could be, you know, at one point in the future, how Jordan comes to Earth too, you know? But somehow having his powers affected by the by a different Earth or a different world or, or different different rules is interesting. You know, the fact I mean we, we took great pains or we are taking great pains that when you see the, uh, Jay Garrick moving at super speed, it looks and feels different from the way that that um, that uh, Francis is doing it in the main book. So that when you finally, when we finally have a team up, wherever that happens, and they're and they're racing each other or running together, it looks and feels different. So I think that's what I was saying, and uh, and you know, and the fact that you know Jay Garrick isn't tied in with the speed force so if he gets on the cosmic treadmill you know what what is that gonna do and i don't, I don't actually have the answer to that yet but i'm <laughs> saying you know it that's what i find interesting about these two different worlds and not that they're they're the same it's just a different costume but they have the same powers and abilities so that's that that's i think what i meant Anthony. but thank you very much for the question and uh, i always appreciate hearing from you can i make a weird comment i like the idea of the cosmic treadmill but i hate that it's like a treadmill <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like a piece of exercise like equipment. Just, yeah. yeah, it's just such a... Anyway. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you. I think it's it's like a, it's like a neat idea, but it's like, how else? Call I just, it I just else? like it because it's so cheesy and <laughs> yes. nostalgic. It is so cheesy. It is. And and I when if, when New 52 was first announced, I, I, you could put it inter- on I interviewed and Francis your... and Brian. I joked, are we going to see the Cosmic Treadmill? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and like the first, I think it was like the first issue or two. Yeah. You can like, make that's, a that's quesadilla cool. out of that cheese. Anyway, go Anthony ahead. also wants to know if any of us will be at New York Comic Con because it would be cool to meet us all. No, Tony, sir. you might be going, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going. A what? Not, I've not been invited, and I've just. I thought you were going to go buy me some more drinks. <laughs> Drink. Well, I'll I'll do that at another place another time. You guys, could. talking about your romantic. <laughs> I I don't know if you remember. <laughs> so you you said. You're yes. like, oh, buy a drink, come on! And then when we're at the at the bar, you're like, who's paying for this? It's like you're trying to get out of it. Oh, I don't remember that. I totally remember that. You're like, because you're like, what are you drinking? I was like, whatever you're drinking. And yeah. then and then you tried. Are you buying this? Or? No, I don't know that. Top well, I don't. I was Scott. I was probably that was right, a metaphor. Moving on, something else. <laughs> but I, I do still appreciate. Who's paying for this? No, I, I appreciate the drink. <laughs> it, was, it was very kind. Oh my God. Okay. What's um. Next is from Anthony J five twelve. Hello, Anthony. Also, Dark Side Conquers. Okay, Anthony Dark. That's thing. This is his last yeah, name. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> it's a he has a two two part question for James about the miniseries he wrote, Flashpoint: The Outsider. First off, did you get to choose which character you were you were going to use in a miniseries, and oh. what went into creating the character of Outsider Michael Desai for Flashpoint? Um, well, I had. The first, I had these kind of the origin, like this whole thing where he's born and the whole, and the huge crater that that forms destroys the the village. That was Jeff Johns's idea, and that he was invulnerable and he wore white suits. But then the rest of it was just mine. So I took on the job because it it seemed like a, a fun challenge to do this sort of villain. Make you know, make a writing a comic book about a villain for three issues was um was a challenge, and and I everything else I came up with myself. But it was, you know, a, a fun thing. I don't know that they're ever going to use that character again, which so that's kind of odd. There, there had been plans, and now there isn't any. 
Yeah, the whole, I mean, that was the thing about Flashpoint, um, and I'm not asking you specifically, but it's like, you know, we had this big event, and at some point, whether it was before this event or during this event, you know, people at DC knew New 52 was coming, was going to change everything, so it just seems weird that, like, some of the stuff that we saw in Flashpoint kind of didn't really matter, in, in, a, in, a, in a sense that you're never going to see any of it acknowledging. And so you had the story, you know, and there, we had lots of great stories out of there, but it, it's like, you know, I can't, disagree. I mean, no, no, it's just, it's just yeah. weird. So it's like, to me, it, it kind of feels like, like mid stride or like, Hey, maybe we're going to reboot the whole universe, but we're going to carry this out and we'll just use this as a jumping out point. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's, that's how it felt to me. And, and even going back like, like brightest day and, you know, it was like, we had all the stuff and it's awesome. Like, Oh, let's 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 do this so that's just my my observation right what's the um, second part of this question i think um i think that was a, what went into creating the character well that was it i mean i wish i could be more, uh, more and i enjoyed the fact that when i would flash back to his or, or, to his origin i could do like 70s fashion and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. having enjoyed uh, life on mars the british series it was fun to, to do that kind of stuff okay um next from justin gibson any word from DC Collectibles on some Earth 2 action figures? Nothing I've heard of. Um, two, we've heard that Jeff Johns has plans for Stargirl. Does that mean she's not living on Earth 2? Uh, can't say. What about her best friend Cyclone? Can't say. Can't say. Three, might we be seeing Dr. Midnight soon? Can't say. Um, yeah, I can't say. <laughs> Who's your favorite incarnation of the character? Can't say. What, of, of Dr. Dr. Midnight? Midnight. I, I, I guess what, the original Charles McNider. Okay. And four, we know there was an Earth 2 Superman Supergirl. What about Crypto? Oh, mm. I would love that, but I don't, I don't know. That's a good, good question. Issue 0.1. <laughs> yeah. You know, you almost said that was a good idea. A good idea, yeah. Or Manel. Well, again, when, uh, well, nothing. I, I, I've no, I have no idea. I have no idea about those. But they're, they're, it's, it's, it certainly makes me think, so that's something. Okay. Um. Okay, this is from Alex Alex Myers. Um, since Dark Knight Rises came out, I've been craving Batman, beat Batman Arkham City again, and caught up on all the main Batman books, and they've been great. One book I keep seeing coming out is Legends of the Dark Knight, but for some reason I haven't heard anything about them. Have you guys been reading them? Oh, so I think these are the the, the digital only um Batman comics that. Or like like two or three arcs like um the, the first oh, one was was, was, yeah, was with, Damon Lindelof yeah Jeff Lemire and Jeff Lemire yes. um I haven't been reading those no, I, I I've, I've been reading yeah most of them um like Ben Templesmith did a, a two you read the the one the Jeff Lemire one where yeah. where Alfred plays yeah that, I liked that one that, um, that one was good yeah those, those are are good I mean and it's they're made for digital I'm sure they're gonna get collected at some point so if if some people are anti-digital, you know, you can wait. I think it's cool that you get something new. Totally out of continuity. Day. And it's it's a lot of, you know, different writers, you know, getting a chance to play with Batman. Mm-hmm. And his bat toys. <laughs> um, if so, are they canon with the current Batman or just random bat stories? I would say politely, okay. nicely, they are random bat yes. stories. Um, and P.S. James, you're trolling corporations on Twitter is really funny. <laughs> Oh yeah, I enjoy doing those. <laughs> Your little comments. Yes. Like, you think you did one to Charmin or? I'm always doing the Charmin because because they always. I mean, those bears are, are just obsessed with like pooey bottoms and having a good wipe, and it's like, 
You know, it's, this is something I've noticed. It's like too. that joke about the the bear goes up to the rabbit yeah. and says, "Does does I'm going to say polite? Does poop stick to your fur?" And the rabbit's like, "No." And then he wipes cute. him. His no, butt says, with the do, you a, do you have a problem with poop sticking to your fur? And the rabbit says, "Not really." And he picks him up and wipes his butt with him. Right. <laughs> so I enjoy all those. It's hot, you know, and some of them just hand me like Shaman just hands me these pearls of things where I can just answer. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have to really think about it. Others are harder because, you, you know, uh, uh, anyway. Okay. Next is from. Can you do, uh, like, can you, can you talk about the brawny man next? Oh, I, I should. Well, maybe. Brawny man. I mean, that's a, actually, that's a good one. Maybe I will. Really <laughs> I, I brought up Meineke. Did, oh, did you see? I was very proud of these, those, those Chick-fil-A ones I did. Oh, yes. I just I went enjoyed for it. those. They were fantastic. Very much. Because I just did gay, like, uh, it was me and my gay my gay life mate Bruce and the things we were going to do, everything involved Chick-fil-A. <laughs> One of them was them, them saying, we're opening a store in San Antonio. And I was like, great, uh, me and my life mate will have surreptitious, uh, we'll, 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 we'll eat there before we have surreptitious sex in the Alamo. <laughs> and, and, and one was... Uh, one was, uh, we've just got our new peach milkshakes. And I was like, great. My gay life mate and I like to pour them on each other's dicks before we 69. And we would say these really outrageous, I would say these really outrageous things just to, because it was fun to do because Chick-fil-A are terrible. I saw oh, someone, um, someone's, I, I don't forget, I don't know who said this, but I think someone retweeted someone saying this, something about how they're basically selling, um, shoving greasy cocks down your, your. Yes. <laughs> That's it, oh yeah. my God. Yes. That's what I, it is. I saw, I saw that too. This chicken. That was funny. Um, next is from Tick Tick Chilitic, also known as John Crumpler. Um, Hello, John. <laughs> so, okay, this is to everyone. In your mind, what is the purpose of a comic review? To get James riled up. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, to have, what, to have health what I, over. What I do enjoy, what, I, what I'm aware of with all these reviews is obviously you all have your opinions. And that's what but a review ultimately, is. Ultimately, it's all it is mm-hmm. is an opinion. And no offense to either you, but your opinion, whilst being perhaps slightly more informed at times, is no has no more validity than than John's. No, it's that, that, exactly. It's just, and it's the same with it's the same with like film reviews. You know, I remember once that when Independence Day came out, and Siskel and Ebert reviewed it. All right. Uh, the next question from Tick Tick Chill Tick, and just a note: there we might have had a little glitch there, so hopefully we didn't lose anything because we we had a crazy discussion. It was insane. <laughs> the craziest of discussions. I'll, I'll blow up everything. James revealed all the secrets oh of God. DC and all the secrets of Marvel, like I beyond Marvel. Believe. Now I had no idea you I knew can't so much. There's going to be a Spider-Man it's Superman a, crossover in so the next year. Hopefully that all recorded. <laughs> yes, because you heard it here first, you or maybe can. not. Um, so the second from Tick Tick Chill Tick. What sort of review do you find most helpful? So you kind of touch on this. Do you have any examples of when reviews have affected your writing? So I, I think you've kind of addressed this here and yeah, there. Yeah, the I mean, you, you've got to try never to let it affect your writing because once you start second-guessing yourself, you run the risk of just weakening what makes you strong or, you know, you just have to always stay, stay true. I mean, I remember one guy that was coming on sort of uh, he's a science fiction author and he, he went on he was going to write sort of the atom for a while i forget his name but he went online and he actually asked like readers like what what stories do you want me to tell oh. and it's like well that's just not the way to do it you have to stay, stay true to your own vision even if sometimes you're going to get adverse criticism 
but good, good constructive criticism that's fair and isn't mean spirited. You know, and even if they don't like it, if they if they present their reasons in a in a in a in a fair and and, and respectful manner, that's yeah. good. And I think it, that also comes where if you know the reviewer, so if you know where they're coming from, because like if if you're writing science fiction and this person hates science fiction, but for some reason they're reviewing your science fiction book, that's gonna you know affect yeah. the yes. review. We talked about this all the time where. People ask, you know, why don't you review this? Blah blah blah. And I think uh, a lot of it goes down. Or why? Why are we always giving like five and four and five stars? Um, because we generally review books that we enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And, and I think as a interesting experiment, mm-hmm. next month mm-hmm. you should review each other's books, like the books you would normally review. And Sarah, you should review each other's and see what it's like. That would be interesting. No, oh, we've done it on sometimes. Like I, I've reviewed X Force when Sarah was was out or something like that, and and but turn it into a proper thing where if readers could see. The but we we don't always review the same books. Yeah, like, but you always you always review Swamp Thing. You always review the Scott Snyder books. Well, like I review Swamp and, Thing and, because no, I, I mean, mean no offense, Sarah. It's she's not exactly. Swamp Thing's that's not her, why. Not her, that's why but she but should review. Well, I don't, no, I don't think means, you can. But then that that's not really right. It's like okay, so next no. issue Swamp Thing is like going to be. You know, second part of the the rot world thing, and if she didn't read the first part, okay, I think it would be interesting. Well, let I me mean, get her to read the first part. It's it's that time, it's, James. It's that, <laughs> it's that, but the perspective, the different perspective. As long as Sarah and you were respectful of uh, in in that way, it would be interesting to see the difference. You know, the different the different point of view for a change. I think I've I'm done. Just saying. I've, I've I've done that where I've reviewed Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, um, you've reviewed stuff that's not. Your absolute favorite. Boy, they get defensive quickly here, don't they? It's true. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I didn't Over reviews. All right. What's the next review question? Review scores. Um, I'm. I'm. But I've been trying to review other books that I. I don't normally review. Well, you're and, never getting near X Force or the Fantastic Four. You will. <laughs> or Earth Two. Maybe I've already read Fantastic Four. I don't care. Not reviewing it. Um, <laughs> Are you excited about or sad with Hickman's leaving Fantastic Four? So sad. So sad. But Ryan Stegman. And the next, next, however few issues until November, yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. I've never met Jonathan Hickman, but I, I love his Fantastic Four. I think it's great. He does a great job of uh, with a lot of his books with blending science fiction themes into superhero themes. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Matthew Santori. Matthew Santori. That's Photo Cub. Yes, I um, love him. <laughs> Have you met him? No, he's a nice fella. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you meet him in San Diego? No, I met him in um, Chicago at um, C2. C2. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's from somewhere in that neck of the woods, I believe. Interesting. Okay, another awesome issue, Earth 2, last week, this week. Um, one, can you tell us a little bit why you decided to use Grundy as a first villain the not yet form just society would face? Because it was a way to – A, he's, he is, I think – I'm trying to think, is he? I, he's probably the quintessential Alan Scott villain and by tying in you know his powers and you know coming coming up with the gray which is sort of the earth to rot it was a very easy way to help clarify what alan scott's powers are and it was a good it was a good counterpoint to alan scott's origin and you'll see that unfolding with issue five when we eventually get to it after this issue zero uh book um, will the Just Society be getting an official headquarters? And if so, when do you think we'll be seeing it? Um, that's something I'm still working at with DC. Not for a little while. And three, any possibility of an adventure that would take the team to Africa? Is it too late to get Congo Bill to live on Earth 2? 
It's a good idea. Good question. Definitely Africa. I mean, it's, this book is about the whole world, so you're going to see that. I'm not sure yet, but that's not, not a bad idea, Matt, actually. I'll, I'll see if I can make that work. Okay, Billy Henahan. Hello, so, Billy. So I feel that James gets a bad rep as a misogynist for killing off female characters. I don't think he's a misogynist. He, <laughs> he clearly hates male love interests as much as he hates female ones. Just look at Starman's dead boyfriend, Tony, or more recently, Alan Scott's dead boyfriend, Sam. The question of James shouldn't be, why do you hate women, but rather, why do you hate love? Oh. So, James, why do you hate love? Because my husband Wink, broken smiley many face. Times. So many, James. Yes. And this is impossibility on the, on the Twitter, it says. <laughs> okay. So, well, yes, my heart's been broken so many times. and um, Love doesn't exist. Love doesn't exist. And if, if I can't love, then no one should. No. How do you really feel? <laughs> okay. Dave. What is love? Dave Tomko, um, I really love this week's appearance of the Atom. His Thank costume has to be my favorite of new Earth 2 characters. I think it's because it looks like something a person can make. Most of the original Just Society costumes look like something a person can make. My questions are, I was surprised that the Atom and Hawker have a previously established relationship. When will we see more of that? Well, it's... Not next it's, month. It's a... a re- I don't know if he means a relationship like they, they were, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend. They have a shared past that we will get into but um and you'll learn more about a little bit more about that with issue five okay and um since there is a savage hawkman on the main earth is james able to have a hawkman on earth too not at the moment on the same topic is it correct to assume because of their appearance in the main earth we won't see a director bones dr colt or specter on earth too um two of those three two of the three Yes, the, there's one that I might be able to use after all, but I can't say which one. Hmm, I think I'm I'm going to guess which one I think, but I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so those are the email questions, and we have a regular podcast email questions. Which I don't think we're going to get to. Oh my gosh, it's already. No, it's okay. Just a couple more. Um, unless, okay. Unless Sarah has to go to the bathroom. I do. I, I think I, so, I think so Sarah coffee. wants to know the answer to this. This is from on off the Twitter. <laughs> This is from the Twitter from someone called Hulk Balls. <laughs> yeah. We haven't Our heard, own funny heard of, of this one for Love a while. Oh, I think I just read this on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> if Al Pratt grew in size and went to a sperm bank, would his stuff be usable or would his boys be too big? Um, uh, I think... Uh, we'll find out next issue. They'd find out next issue, yeah. No, not issue zero. Issue five. No, no, no answer. That's your. We have to wait and see. Yes. Okay. Sorry, Hulk balls. You <laughs> no, I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, I, I doubt that I will get to write that uh, old Bukaki issue <laughs> of my dreams. But you know, you <laughs> why should. Not? You should just. Why not, Alan hope. Pratt too? Yeah, you should just uh, hope. What's DC's policy on on writers having like their own fan fiction sites or? I don't know. That's a good question. Because then you could write all you want. Oh, yes. <laughs> JamesRobinson.com. James Robinson writes. James Robinson fanfic. Whatever. James Robinson slash fic. I'm actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually putting my website together, actually. And cool. I'm going to have all sorts of things on there. Or you could just write for us, like guest blog. And- I mean, well, that would be nice, too. Thanks, James. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Keep going. Just think about yourself, Jake. Jake Dilly on the Twitter says. Hey, Jake. Um, what, would you want to see the shade be adapted into a movie? What actor do you feel is right for the part? Well, 
I used to think that Daniel Day-Lewis or Jonathan Price were perfect, but they're both getting older now. Um, I don't know who would be good now. He's got to be, he's got to be like tall. Obviously, I mean, English isn't that important because, you know, a lot of Americans can do good English accents now. But he'd have to be tall Michael and... Fassbender. No, he's too short. He's actually quite a short guy. Um... Yeah. There's only one bit of him that's that's large and it isn't his his the size of his body. <laughs> I still have to watch that movie. Shame. Uh, yeah. that, that's your weekend right there. <laughs> um, Watching that frame by frame. So uh, no, uh, but um, I'm not sure because I'm not. I can't, I'd have to think about who the new crop of like British actors who w- might might work. Uh, but yeah, if, if the film was good, I, uh, you know, I, I think a. HBO TV series would be more fun, honestly, where you could get jump around and show different eras and tie it all together into a big, a big story arc at the end. I had no idea he was short. And Michael Fassbender, yeah, most of them are. Have you? I mean, he, I, he, he I had a friend. I, I, I had a girlfriend. I had a girl. She was a friend who was a girl who dated Kiefer Sutherland, and I met him at a club once. And it's honestly like mini me. Like he's a little version of Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> like tiny. And what's interesting is I used to at the gym in LA. I used to train with Patrick Dempsey. And you think everyone's the same height, and he's a—he's almost my height. He's maybe an inch shorter than me. But if you said, you know, is he the same size as Kiefer Sutherland? You know, you go, oh, I guess so. Whatever, you know, because that's how TV fix, it changes things. But mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland is tiny, and I th- and Michael Fassbender's short too. Fan of Ultraman asks, um, why are the gods on Earth two Roman rather than Greek? Because it's Earth two. Okay, is it just for contrast, or does it have a significance? Um. Freeze them up in terms of how they look. I mean, because there was talk about this, you know, that originally they wanted the gods, like wanted Mercury to look like the Mercury from the Wonder Woman comic. And I was like, well, then it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So so having the, you know, the Roman pantheon instead, it, it frees up all of those characters to look unique. And, it, and, it's, and it, it's one of those little things that sets one world apart from the other. Okay. Two, um, the JSA will meet to JLA eventually, right? Um, yes. Okay. Will travel between the Earths be a commonplace thing? We're trying to make it very, very special, so it isn't something that can happen all the time. And three, have, like slingshot around the sun. Well, there's there's ways to do it, but we, which I've worked out, but you're not going to find out for a little while. And three, since there are two Earths, is it right to assume there is a larger multiverse? I think, yeah, because we had Earth 23. Yeah, and Grant, Grant Morrison is working on this multiversity book, isn't he? Yeah. As a side note, I must tell you, I really enjoyed your JLA Omega story arc. While some gave it less than stellar reviews, um. And he's pointed my, my name out. I don't know. I like, don't know. Did you not like it? I'm trying to think. Did which, you which, review which, it? Which which? It was you? with the in, the injustice. What were they called? The crime. What were they called? The crime. Wasn't it the injustice? Gang the, crime the crime syndicate. I think there is one because that's when. Um, I think I, I was hard on the art because I'm a. I really like Mark Bagley, and I felt like some of the art started falling apart towards the end of of his run. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's. He, and I was glad he he promised he would not leave in mid arc. But I think towards the end he was kind of like, um, um, you know, he was looking forward to working with Bendis again and what that sort of thing. What I was proud of that came out of that though was that uh, Congrilla one shot. Mm-hmm. With that was the first time I worked with Brett Booth, which I, I was very happy yeah. with that story. I think also um, I don't remember my review, but I th- I think I, I was never the biggest crime syndicate fan, and I know a lot of people like that, and they're probably like booing me right now, but. So I think that was my problem. But I was a big fan of when you started, and I I said it was great to see all the the sidekick whatever you know graduate up to the justice league and yeah well you know it was it was a fun challenge no, yeah. you know 
I, th- I thought I like that. I mean, we all, you know, everyone wants to see the, the, the big seven or whatever, but it's like you, we've seen those hundreds of times. So why not something different? All right, let's see. Try to get through some more, a few more. Um, Crimson Squire says, why is Solomon Grundy considered a bigger threat on Earth 2 than the Apocalypse War, which killed the big three? I didn't say he was a bigger threat. Yeah. I said he was. he's just the first threat. In fact, I'm very, I'm very specific have the flame say to Green Lantern that there will be many things you need to face. One of them is happening now before this huge thing that's coming in the future. Okay. Um, Rich Bourne, might we ever see Doom Patrol on Earth 2? Doubtful. I, I mean, so. and, and some of these things aren't because I don't like the Doom Patrol. I, I actually love the Doom Patrol. But I think that, that's, a, that's a series for, um, for the main Earth, and, and I'm sure it's, it's probably already earmarked. Okay. I, I don't know if it is. When I say these things, I'm just guessing i don't know what what the plans are for the doom patrol okay i think i think we might be like way over time yeah based on the clock that i'm looking at yeah, yeah and i think someone just was about to come into the room <laughs> so that's it for our Outro. podcast so sorry for our, everyone's other question that we just ran out of time and it's yeah. it's it's dr doom and the doom wanda's fault yeah, yeah, it probably was. Yeah, we did, we did get sidetracked, on and, it. and someone and brought it up again. Stimulating, fascinating. Discussion. It is a fascinating question. Yeah, so you know, so. I think so. So like that's it, it. James. Right. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you very much for having me again, and uh, I'll see you next month with issue zero. You should just come next week. I, I yeah, do my, it. We so have we can questions we didn't ask. Maybe maybe two weeks from now. You're All so right, fun. we'll try to convince you off the air. Okay, <laughs> bribe you with cookies. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, James. Thanks, guys, for listening. And don't forget uh, to listen next week. And if you have questions, you can send them to where? Comic Vine or podcast at comicvine.com. Podcast at comicvine.com. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Later. Yeah, let's let's do this. Hey, I want that on my full list.